This is a Props.com production. The Bostonian is Matt Perrault. This is our f- city. The book is Dave Sherapan. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Together, they are the Bostonian versus the book. You covered! You covered 12! I covered! Follow the show on Twitter at Boston versus the book. How do you like them, Matt? Bringing you the best insight on sports betting news, Matt and Dave's daily picks, and an entertaining and unfiltered dive into the sports betting industry. Here's Dave Sherapan and Matt Peralt. And here we go. Oh, no, no, 45. Just, he's coming in at 11 o'clock today, our time. 11 o'clock today, sorry. It you sure? Next. You wrote 10.30 yesterday. And then I followed it up immediately after when he had a scheduling conflict and said it was 11 o'clock. So we got 45 minutes approximately until we get to be how. Well, technically be 53 minutes, but okay, that's fine. Clock's always fast <laughs> over here. We're always trying to stay ahead of him. 53 minutes on this technically, but okay. Yeah, okay, so that's 11 o'clock now for him? Well, the whole rundown's got to be adjusted then. I apologize for Just the rundown. Just keep talking until he shows up, yes. Okay, that's fine. We can do all that. That's he's, easy. He's got a home, he's got a game, big rivalry game in West Virginia we got to talk about and all this stuff. So. Yeah, it's not a home game though. He's got a road game. No, it's a road game. You're yeah, right. We'll see. We'll see what West Virginia's gonna wind up doing. Go to Vodtech, a little Blacksburg action. Hokies home dogs. Ooh, baby. Not by mm-hmm. kick. That won't be home dogs by kick. They shouldn't be home dogs. That's why I took it last night. That's we'll get to that. Lose. Hey, re- real fast. Did you see the latest report about how much money has been spent so far in California for props 26 and 27? I knew that number. Five hundred million. Dollars. They're going to get a no. They're going to get a big. Both sides are going to get a no. They're both going to lose. Big dummies. Man, media companies must be just laughing their asses off at this. GMs at TV stations around California have been like, this is absolutely beautiful. We're making the year (laughs) check. We're making the quarter check. We're making everything. Every We're goal, making the decade check with that every, move. Every goal I need, boom. Okay, every corporate mark, done. done. Hey, big boy, look at your numbers. Jeez, you're up 45%. I know these guys just won't stop buying ads. They're just going crazy. It's on every other commercial. Holy crap. For a big no. That is well, just, I yeah. mean, man, could somebody please do that? In Nevada, like, come on, like, just just come to the BVB, <laughs> hit the like button, just people, while you're here. People, we got people tweeting out, follow us, we appreciate that. Yeah, but I mean, we could have told them. I told them. Somebody came to me with this, and I'm like, why are you going to spend all that money? We just got to get the message out there. You got to get the message out there. You'd have better luck putting a guy in the corner of each city in San Diego, L.A., and San Francisco and standing like a, 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 a with a megaphone like they used to do back in the sandwich day. Board, and a sandwich board with a bell. Sandwich board and a <laughs> megaphone. Prop 26, prop 27. And just do it that way. You'll get the same bang for your buck, and you're still going to get a no. Damn, that's so crazy. If you're in California, I, I mean, you guys probably counting down to November. Just get me to do that because it's going to get more and more intense and more and more ridiculous until the vote. And then both are going to fail. (laughs) I bet they know on both. It's unbelievable. Both are going to fail with that much money. I mean, goodness gracious. That's a lot of money. So, you know, hey, it's 
this is a weird world. This is a very strange um, time. So it's Are a, you so, not wearing a hat because you went 0-2 yesterday? Is that the rule? No. It just, oh, just, okay. The it, chat it, is already alive and well, and they said you're not wearing a hat because you went 0-2 yesterday. I'm like, what does that even mean? I didn't even we had a hat bet on that. No, that's me. That, that That's my own personal member. I, I was, when I'm cold, I stop wearing hats. That's my own personal thing. Gotcha. But wow. I'm be, being cold in baseball for me is kind of like, I don't know, like the sun coming up. So it really isn't that surprising at all. So <laughs> me missing, you called it. 5-4 was the final for the <laughs> the total for the nine for the Royals game. I was like, oh, that was a good call by Dave. 5-4, yep, that was the final. And I bet, in most people bet nine. So most of the audience got a push. So you know, I did not. I bet eight and a half, so I lost. So <laughs> I'm that. So yeah, I'm getting texts because um, usually Wednesdays is um, Dubsy Wednesday, but Dubsy's busy in the gym because it's leg day, so he ain't coming on today. Be house. Well, it's the President's on. Cup. I mean, it's just kind of like it's hard, man. Eh. I get it. People want to bet golf. Go watch Pops Golf. I mean, honestly, go watch Dubsy. He gives you all the breakdowns, the picks, the plays. That's why we have Dubsy for Pops Golf. The U.S. is minus 700. Yeah, I'm just not. I'm just <laughs> not. I mean, like, if I stumble across in, like, a click, just, like, dun, 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 dun. Oh, golf. Like, maybe that's when I watch it. But good luck having me watch golf in the middle of all this football that's going on. Friday, you won't even take a peek. I mean, there's not much on on Friday. It might be a good move. It's actually four days. How do they figure out how to do the President's Cup now? Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. They squeezed it out. It used to be a Friday, Saturday, Sunday thing. Now it's Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Is the Ryder Cup four days too? I thought the Ryder Cup was always. Well, they're going to make it four days. They got to get more TV time. Everything's about the TV now. Yeah, it's about money. Sports books are paying a lot of money these days, you know? Got NBC Sports throwing around money with BetMGM and everyone else, you know, that they're all doing their thing. Phone's been blowing up all morning about that. I told them, listen, we're right here. Just come over. <laughs> Matt's DMs are open. Mine are you. Everyone knows my phone number that needs to reach me. And if you don't, send well, me. They invited us to that thing next month, so we can go see BetMGM next month. Yeah, we're going to go. I go guess. have a conversation with them next month when, they, when, when they're all in town. Before that, I'll bet the yes on that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Aaron Judge, 60, last night. Pretty damn impressive. How cool was that? 60, we're into the the home stretch. I mean, we're one away from tying Roger Maris in the American League. It's cool as hell. It I is. mean, I, I it's 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 I mean the moment it happened, I was actually um, you know, on the air. And I was mm-hmm. like, that is the coolest thing. Look at this. Just look at this. September baseball is so much fun. In October, baseball is legendary. Builds, yeah. makes people. Um, But 61 in 61, and it's 2022. And you weren't alive. I wasn't alive. Like, we, we haven't seen this before out of an American League player. It's cool. Baseball's been played for a long time, over generations. We've never seen somebody in an AL uniform do this. So it's pretty wild, man. I mean, it's, I thought he'd get 62 this week. I still think, I, I think he gets 61 tonight. Oh, that'd be I fun. Think he, I think he gets it tonight. That'd be fun. Do it on a Wednesday when there ain't no football, please. Yep. It's not overshadowed, please. I mean, yep. it was cool as hell yesterday. And then, you know, it's against the Pirates. 
Sorry. Why is it always against the pirates? <laughs> like it just it's always against the pirates. I gotta see this. Did you see this? It's against your pirates. That's the way I get text. Like, I know. Leave me yeah. alone. I mean, just, just celebrate the moment. That's why I'm wearing the Montreal stuff today. This is a why? Montreal Expos jersey okay. because the easy move today was to show up with the Yankee stuff. All right. It's enough with the Yankee stuff. And then I got to come on a Bostonian versus the book. And I know you don't like the Yankees. So I don't want to come on and, you know. Do, do you ever realize that your hatred of teams transfers to your kids? It either does one of two things. It does that. Uh-huh. Or they love the teams you hate. Madeline has a searing hatred of New York Yankee fans. You're raising her right. That's what people <laughs> will say. I mean, <laughs> like a, I mean, she said to me yesterday, because we're talking about this trip to New York that we're going on. And she said, Daddy, I don't know if I'm going to be able to contain myself. And I said, what do you mean? She goes, when we go to New York. I said, okay, what do you mean? She's like, well, there's Yankee fans there. I'm going to have to see Yankee fans. I don't want to see Yankee fans. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, welcome. I was like, really? She's like, yeah. I was like, do you hate the Yankees? Does you hate the Yankees or I hate the Yankees? She goes, both. <laughs> I was like, okay. Welcome. <laughs> I was like, all right, that's good. I was like, just say go Mets. She's like, where are the Mets play? I said, New York. She said, no, they're in New York. <laughs> I don't like anything in New York. I was like, all right. <sighs> so she's got the full blown. She's like, I'm like, well, let's see the city first, Madeline. You might like the city a lot. She's like, well, that's the city, the teams I don't like. <laughs> I was like, all right. I got I mean, my daughter is, is just on the right path. This is what's supposed to happen, you know, and in, in some houses, you know, you try to explain that we don't like the Ravens here. We just don't, mm. you know, and I turns out my daughter's kindergarten teacher was a Ravens fan and they picked her oh. side and they wow. thought it was funny. And the Ravens won the Super Bowl that year. Oh boy. I couldn't, I mean, I was, it was a big L and that for a lot of years when they were young, they're like, ah, Ravens. Uh, they kept beating the Steelers, and I'm like, it's not funny. Stop not funny. funny. Stop talking. No. Then they go to middle school. Oh, at a middle school called Levitt. You know okay. what the Levitt mascot name is? What? Patriots. Ravens. Oh, nice. Patriots. Yeah. They took the new Patriot logo and put it on everything. So for three years each, why wouldn't they? The it old turns Patriots? out five consecutively. They played as sports. Everything they got is red, white, and blue and says Patriots and got that Love that logo that the originals don't like. They should have used Pat the Patriot, but they yeah. didn't. But in my Fly house, Elvis. I saw Patriots stuff nonstop. Go Patriots. Flying Elvis is such just – yes. this, is, this is the logo. That's the logo. Yeah, well, that nasty. Oh, yeah, that's great. This, oh. this, this hat's been worked out in for months and months and months. It's phenomenal. That's my That's my boxing hat. I love that hat. <laughs> that hat is funky. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. That hat is burned up. I need to get a new one desperately. But Ooh. yes, that that's my workout hat. Walk-off grand slams against your Pittsburgh Pirates last night for, for Mike Stanton. How do you feel about getting walked off with a grand slam last night? Did you see that video John Boy posted with the with the my magic moment? My magic moment. <laughs> I've been singing it all morning. I love oh. that song. Mm. I posted that video and I'm like... Listen, that was a hell of an edit. Mm-hmm. That was a hell of a moment. Um, you know, the way those guys were celebrating. The one thing you could count on for baseball is that there will be moments, whether you watch it every day or you catch highlights or watch whatever, there will be a moment where it makes you feel like a little kid. It's mm. fantastic. I love it. He actually posted a video of a dad 
and a son mm-hmm. sitting at standing at the game. They were in the first row behind the dugout. Everybody was standing when Stanton came up. Bases loaded down eight five. And they're getting ready in anticipation. He's holding his dad's arm like, here it comes, dad. Watch, watch. Stanton gets that pitch. I think he knew it was gone. Hmm. Everybody knew it was gone. And his kid started shaking his dad's arm. And then they hugged in pure joy and elation. Give you goosebumps. That's Just awesome. There like, and as much yeah. as you hate the Yankees, you're like, that's baseball, bro. Oh, yeah. It's so good. Aaron Again, Judge, you look so good in a Sox uniform next year. Can't wait. Can you imagine? <laughs> can't wait. He wears a Red Sox uniform next year. It's going to be great. Oh, I can't wait to see it. Bet on himself. Lamar and Aaron betting on themselves <laughs> to walk to a rival. Did Bull. the graphic have to say walk off Grand Slam versus Pittsburgh? That's what Did it you was. you have to put that up there? <laughs> That's what it was. It's not, it's not incorrect. It's You're factual. Right. It's a You're factual right. thing that that happened. It's factual. That's Did you see the interview, right. by the way? I posted this. The interview, I don't know. I can't rem- I can't tell if this is just a East Coast thing or a baseball town thing. <sighs> but they interviewed the fan who caught the number 60 home run ball for like five minutes. They asked the guy, like, they asked for like his life story. It's an interesting what? story, no? What do you mean? He caught a damn ball off a bat. Why is that interesting? Like it's the it's such a weird the media is so weird, like the ball landed in your hand. Okay, tell me your story. Where are you from? How long have you been a Yankee fan? What are you gonna do with it? You gonna give it to Aaron Judge? How about you gonna sell it to Aaron Judge? What's the? Are you serious? Why do I care who caught the ball? Why does the person who caught the ball? This is like Willy Wonka in the in the chocolate factory. Like I love golden, that movie. What's wrong with Willy Wonka? Shit. What are you talking? Nothing wrong with it. It's just I always laugh about like why people cared about this stuff. It's a perfect portrayal of how dumb the media is. The media is dumb for asking the guy who caught the ball his name and his story. Yeah, the ball just happened to land in his. He, he happened to have it. He didn't do anything. He Guy's bought a life ticket. Changed by catching that ball. Number sixty. Who's well, how does life change? There's one 60? ball that's yeah. number 60 that Aaron's not even hit. a record. Somebody's gonna pay him a hundred grand for that ball. No baloney. No, no way. No way. A hundred thousand for number 60. No way. He gave it back to the judge anyway. Michael Jordan's jersey just sold for $10 million. We talked about it with yeah. Ravel last week. Somebody's not gonna pay a hundred grand to put that, that on was their in trophy the mantle. I, said, Look, I got it. It was 30 years ago. If that ball hangs around for 30 years, then okay, maybe it's worth that. But right now it's not worth that. I mean, for a hundred thousand now, it might be worth a million in 30 years. Yeah, I, yeah absolutely. I think that's true. Probably a million in, in that long. It's an interesting back. story, is it not? No, it is not an interesting story because man, if dude, you caught that ball, you'd have been out there going, Yeah, I'll talk to you. Yeah, 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 I'll talk to you. Yeah, yeah. But that's the thing, it was a 20-year-old kid. So like he wasn't out there pushing himself. He wasn't out there like going, look at me that they came to him. The team had to give him like security. They came and got him and pulled him out when he had the ball. Well, I mean, you could get, <laughs> you could get beat up. You catch up. Oh, you know, there's some people that look at, they want that Ridiculous. ball. So sick. It was a sick. Like thing Willie for... Wonka and the golden ticket. Somebody right. just said Addison, who's new to the chat, but really contributes a lot of good comments. Just said, there's more lessons in Willie Wonka than the Bible. She's right. That's true. We just read the book. Madeline and I just read the book a couple of months ago. It's uh, fantastic. Yeah, Gene I Wilder. Say, I always say to her, that don't movie. be Brooke Assault when she's freaking out. I said, don't be Brooke Assault. 
don't be Veruca Salt now. This is how you are. And she's like, I'm not being Veruca Salt. I'm like, you're being Veruca Salt. Stop it. Mm. So good band, by the way. So yeah, I, I don't know. We'll see. All right. <laughs> this story's. I, I'm clearing some time to talk about this because I think this is something we have to get into from like a long-standing conversation. So Major League Baseball is making some massive rule changes next year. Yeah. All right. So here are the rule changes yeah. that are going into effect. Yeah. They're making the bag bigger from 15 inches. Bases. The bases. Bags. Bases. Same difference. Bags. Just so bases. I just want to be clear in case somebody comes at us in the chat or watches later and go, what's he calling them the bags first for? The bases. Bags. Bases. Right. There you go. Well, you're the right. First, just clarify. Okay, the first base is going to be bigger next year. 18 inches. Okay. As opposed to what it is now, which is what? 15 inches. Three inches. That's it's well. If you go back and think about lot, the number, you know of, what I'm saying number of. Be- <laughs> I'm just saying. What? What are you laughing at? Can we at least be a little serious on this conversation? Three inches is a lot. To some guys, it is a lot. I understand, girls, but it's a lot. <laughs> don't, don't discriminate here. <laughs> My goodness gracious. What? Anyways, back on point. The back to the bags. We're talking the about bags. the bags. A bang bang play, right? Man. That's sometimes it is three inches the difference between safe and out, right? So that's safe and out. <laughs> Another really good metaphor for a lot of things. You're out. You're safe. Go ahead, continue. Sir. Holy mother. Okay. Uh next one. Next one. It's is this a Friday? Uh, no, it's only <laughs> Wednesday. Wait until roll call Friday. Oh we're out. We're gonna be fired up. Go ahead. Sorry. Oh my. All right. They're banning the shift finally. Finally Why? giving me what I want. Why? Because the shift sucks. What's the penalty for shifting? Um I don't think there is one. You just can't do it. Oh. You can have, there has to be two infielders on either side of the second base bag. And none of them can be out in the outfield before the pitch. None of them can be in the outfield before the pitch. So we're going to mm-hmm. look like Canadian football guys are going to be moving at the pitch. They're going to be running into the ground. Awesome. That would be awesome. I love that idea. Like you just go ahead and do like an audible, like, like, a, like, like a football motion where it's like ready, yeah. set, release, run to a spot. You just, just run out there. Oh, I love that idea. That'd Fielding is going to change. <laughs> oh, I love that. I mean, this is what I've always said. I've always said you can have as many people in the infield as you want. Right. But their feet have to be in the dirt. As long as their feet are in the dirt, I don't care where you put them. Boy, some stadiums are going to start cutting that grass a little different. What do you less mean? dirt, more grass. So you make a bigger, you make a bigger infield? Make a little smaller infield. If you have to be in the dirt in your role, you'd make a bigger infield. Right. If you, you know, if the same thing, in the though, grass, in the dirt, yeah. the, the rule is the same thing. You, you have to have two guys on either side of the bat, a second base bag. Right. You could have three, you could have four. They have to be in the dirt. They can't be in the outfield. They can't be in the grass. That's your rule. Or the no, that's rule. their rule. That, that's the new rule. So you can have two guys on two either guys side on of the bag is required, okay. and they right. both must be in the dirt. They cannot be in the outfield. But you can put three guys in the dirt on one side of the back. No. Huh? Yep. But three, but it has to be two on the other side. So you can take the left fielder and put the left fielder between first and second if you want and have three guys over there. But you have to have a shortstop and a third baseman on the other side. Wow. So now we can play two outfielders. Correct. In certain situations. Yep. Which they do anyway, but they don't necessarily in the dirt. They're in shallow right field, but now they've yep. got to be in, in the dirt. 
Wow. Watch what they do. There'll be somebody, some owner somewhere will, will cut the dirt out. We'll have the biggest infield in the history of baseball next year. I don't think you can legally. I think there's a rule against it. Really? About, about how big. Yeah, the dirt has to be. It's just like the bases. You have to have a certain symmetrical. The infield has to be done at a certain, a certain um, feet percentage. When we talked about this in the summer, I said to you, if they start putting lines on a field, and like hexagons, and I talk about the rhombuses and the parallelograms all the time. Right. If they put that like trapezoid or whatever that thing is on a hockey rink, that makes it like the goalie can only go in here at certain times and this and that, and they give the umps more to look at, instead of getting the calls right, they're worrying about where these guys are standing, when they're standing there, when they're moving, and when they're not. It'll well, it's all much. the pitch, though. Once the pitch is thrown, doesn't matter. Then it's good. So it's just, it's all pre-pitched. So it's easier because you just look around before the pitch gets delivered. You go, where are these guys? Which and then as just the, pitch to gets the next rule change, because well, now it's the pitch clock. You're going to be on a clock of yeah, what yeah. you can do and when you can do it. What's the penalty if you don't throw the pitch in the pitch clock time? It's a ball, uh, right? Yeah, it's a ball. So you, so now we're going to get pitch clock violations mm-hmm. in baseball, which when you say that out loud, that's just fucking dumb, 1027. Okay. That's just fucking dumb, 1027 and 30 seconds. Okay. Yep. Pitch clock. This is the one when I looked at this article and I talked about, we talked about this in the summer, you know, when we were just talking about baseball and things came up. That part is annoying. The beauty of baseball is that there is no clock. Mm. And they want to hurry it up because anyone under the age of what? 30, 35, they got no attention span at all. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, yes, baseball is boring, but guess what? It's still baseball. Like, I don't, do you think this is going to impact? Are more people going to watch baseball because there's a pitch clock? No, but betting is going to be impacted. So, Lindemann, our, our boy Matty Lindemann spoke to usbets.com for this article of when I saw that. He said, quote, honestly, I don't really know what the adjustments are going to be. It's tough to say. I think we'll all try to guess at it, but it's hard to know. He said, usually the baseball, usually the way baseball works, there's an aggressive adjustment in the first few weeks. Once you get to an idea that the, what the ball is, what the league is trying to accomplish with home runs every year, there's an adjustment. I'm sure totals will go up a little as a result of the rule changes, but I think everyone will sit on their hands a bit in the beginning. Correct. That's, that's somebody who's done it, who's who's still doing it. And I love the honesty. I don't know. Like the people have been asking me this for months. What do you think it's going to impact? I don't know. I think it's well, I think the same thing with the totals. It's definitely going to affect the totals more than anything, but it's going to make pitchers uncomfortable. Some guys just take too much time. So Brad Feinberg used to be with us with uh with Bet Prep, but now he's with NBC Sports, is quoted in this article, Pro Gambler. And he, he thinks, I mean, he thinks it's, he, he could be up as high as a half a run a game with scoring. I don't really know if I believe and agree with that, but he did point one thing up. I thought it was interesting. Stolen bases. He said the league is trying, back, to put, baby. he's trying to put stolen bases back. In 1987, the team average was 138 stolen bases per year. In 2021, it was 73. <laughs> And guys are faster now than they ever have been. That is significant. So, done, gone. It's out of the game. 
Yeah, he said, I'm not so sure it will be huge. Analytics has taken over the game, but there, but there will, will, but will there be a 20% increase in stolen bases? I think so because of the bigger bag. So they think they can get to the bag faster because it's a bang, bang play at second base. So often now you're giving them, you know, moving the bag closer by three inches, potentially having more stolen bases. Three inches coming in play again. See what you're oh, doing. <laughs> you're right though. Like, I think, I think bringing stolen bases back into the game is is a good thing. What do agree. you think? I love it. It needs to be. I mean, I want bunting back. I want stolen bases back. I want the shift gone. I want home run chasing to end. I want moving runners over. I want doing the right thing. Guy on second base in one out. Hit to the opposite way. Get the guy to third base. I, I mean, I, I want to see sacrifice flies. I want to see the game going back to the game. I don't need to see home run derby or strikeout palooza. That's just not fun to me. Well, baseball's finding out that it's not fun for people either. Like, it, you know, it's hard to keep someone engaged when that's all it is, especially your core fans that yeah. are going to be engaged me. anyway. <laughs> I'm the core fan. A 45-year-old dude who grew up with the game in a, from a diehard Boston market. I used to watch every single game. Now, the Red Sox sucking this year took me out as of August 15th. Right. I stopped paying attention. Right. but even when I was paying attention all the way up until August 15th, the game is frustrating to watch. Oh, SoCal just said in the chat, you know, there's a pickoff rule too, right? You can only throw over twice. Ooh. So you throw over twice. Now the guy knows you can't throw over. Take a massive lead. There's going to be a hell of a lot more steals. You can only throw over that, twice. That I did not know. You better be careful. Right? Breaking because, news to me at the moment. I, I thought the first three rules I knew of and read about. I didn't read about the pickoff rule. Yeah. You know, so he now just, as he a, just now, put in his that ball calls are going to go up because guys are going to have to figure out a way to get to the stop and then throw quick to give their catcher a chance to, to throw them out. I think guys are going to walk to second base. Fast guys are going to have an advantage. You throw over I'm there. I'm getting once. really mad. I'm getting really mad at this. The more that I think about this, I are you getting mad? Because I hate that rule. <laughs> Thank you. I think that's that's horrible. Glasses for this. Hold on. Go ahead. Wait sir. a minute. Hold on. Okay. Think about this for a second. Yes, please. Now you're you're a reliever. Yeah. Dave Roberts, two thousand and four. Correct. Mariano Rivera comes in. Yep. He has to face three batters. That's the rule now. Correct. He cannot come out unless he faces three batters. Three batters. So now I got a guy who might be out of gas on, who may come in, pitch two batters, throw 20 pitches. And it's obvious he's gotten hit. It's first and third, whatever it might be. I'm down by one run first and third. I got to get to second base in order to get that tying run in okay. or winning run or winning run in. Okay. Two out, sacrifice fly is not gonna not gonna get it. As a base runner, I know all I gotta do is entice this guy to throw over two times. Uh-huh. And then I can just take as big of a damn lead as I want. And the only person that can throw me out is the catcher. And as long as I can get back to first base before the catcher can fire down, I can then go and dance and do whatever the hell that I want and distract the pitcher. And then zip, I'm running over to a bag that's three inches bigger than it was before. Well, as the pitcher. I got to step off. But if I, I, gotta, if I can't throw over, what does it off. matter? But if I step off, what does it matter? I can't throw over there. 
If I throw over two times, I can't throw over there. Stepping off doesn't matter anymore. Well, can I throw to the second baseman? And he can run you back? I didn't throw to first. I don't know. See, like okay. that rule. Can I can I throw it to the can I throw it to the second baseman, not at the second base bag? <laughs> Why not? Can I have the guy Step run off. in? I, I turn Listen. around, run in, fire to the second baseman, boom, boom, and I tag him. You could before all this rules. I don't know if you can now. Oh, I don't. I like the other three rules that we just talked about. I really do not like that rule at all. That rule is stupid. That's oh. a dumb, dumb rule. Now you're changing the game, right? You're you're forcing strategic changes that do not need to be made. Like, look, if if you're one of these morons that blew that boo when a pitcher's throwing over to keep a guy close on first base, you just don't get the game. Right. You don't want to, you don't understand the game of baseball and you shouldn't be watching baseball. If you're, I, I always look around the people like boo. It's like, what the hell is wrong with you? What are you booing him for? That's part of the damn game. That's what happened. You're keeping a guy well, close. Booing is part of the game too. I mean, I know, but it pisses I, me off. Cause it's like, I, it just is. We just rattle the pitcher. Like, oh, that's gonna really bother him that he's getting booed. They throwing over. He's doing his damn job, keeping that runner close to first base. So he doesn't right. get a big jump. Right. Like, that's, that's just baseball one-on-one man. It's die. Listen, I, I used to, when I was on the mound and I knew a guy was going, I knew he was going, he's fast. He was going right. to go. I throw over six times. I make him dive back. Yes. I'd wait. Tire him out. I'd step off. I'd do anything I could. He'd look at like he would be angry. Look, I got the ball. I'm the pitcher. You're running on my time. All right. Which is I'll the only over. sport we do that that exists where the defense is the one that generates the action. Yeah. So no other sport does that. I would throw over five, six times. Brother Dan, who's here watching the show, Brother Dan, hit the like button and tell everybody at the rec center to do the same thing because I know they're watching. But he'd be catching and he'd go to his knees. He'd stand up. He'd look at me and I'm like, he's going. I'm trying to get it so you could throw him out. You know, the catcher gets upset, but everybody in the stands gets upset. I'm doing it for a reason. I'm not doing it to, you know, kill time. I'm, this is, so you're putting now, you're taking away that ability from the pitcher. Okay, here, here's the rule. Okay. What? SoCal just sent to me. Yeah. A pitcher will be able to step off the mound for a pickoff or any other reason for a maximum of twice per plate appearance. The limit resets if the runner advances via steal, wild pitch, or passed ball. A pitcher can attempt a third pickoff, but if it doesn't result in an out, it's an automatic balk. Now so you, you tell me that's a good rule. If you, th- it's a horrible you, rule. You but, tell but, uh, there's nothing good about that. It's a horrible. What it, what it does though. Now you're gambling. If I throw over a third time, I've got to get the guy out. I ain't throwing over a third time ever, unless the guy falls and I know I got him. Well, that the third time means if the dude has an insanely big lead, you can throw over there to get him out. You know what I mean? Like if the guy's like, if the, if the guy is aggressively off the bag, you are able to throw over one third time. You just have to make sure you get him out. So that does prevent what I'm talking about. It prevents the idea that you could be like eight feet off the bag and like dancing in the baseline, jumping around going, ha ha, you can't throw over. Well, no, you can throw over, but you have to guarantee the out. You must get him out mm. on that throw over. And if you don't, that's a balk and a guy goes and everyone advances a bag. By the way, box advances third base guys too. So if you balk at first, the guy in first gets to advance too. Right. That's right. Right. Balk advances everybody. Right. 
Yeah, one base. So so if you're on third base, you balk in the run. From balking on the first, <laughs> throwing to first, you balk in the run. My, my head's going to explode. I, I It's already like, what are we doing? Like, the, talk about nobody knowing shit. We're not going to know. I just don't like, it's, I mean, it's, again, it's this goes much. back to what we've talked about in the NFL, where it's become like, you know, how, or in college football, I hate it too. We're like, you must go for two now after two overtimes. Now we're going for two. Like, which is it's just, it's just a battle of whoever gets a two point play. In, and it's, that's, that's how we're going to go ahead and decide the game. Right. I, I can't stand that. I hate right. the extra innings rule. I hate the fact that the ghost runner exists. That drives me absolutely crazy. I love the ghost runner. I hate the ghost runner rule. And so you have to have, you're manufacturing offense and you're changing the way the game's being played. Trying to so end now, the game. That's so right. now as a reliever, as a, in, in the 10th inning, you're coming in with a runner on second base. You can only throw over two times. If you if you got a guy in first base, if you walk a guy first and second, you only flow over two times to that guy. And now if you do a third time and you don't get him out to balk and everybody advances, right? No shift. And you're on a pitch clock. <laughs> Okay. Good luck being a reliever, man. The hell is this? Right? I mean, like the umps got to be like, oh boy, now we really got to work. We got to watch this. Who's watching the pitch clock? I hope it ain't the home plate umpire. No, it's like it's behind them. It's a, it's a second base guy. It's behind. It's, it's on. It's on the. It's the umpire. It at should base. be the third base guy. The guy who's doing third base got the best job of the night. There's no, very rarely a play there. He's got to watch the third base line, fair yeah, or foul, pretty and much foul all ball. night. In the foul ball. That's it. Yeah, like, that's about it. Have him watch the pitch. Call. And, and, well, I mean, lefties check swings on lefties too. So it's a hell of a gig if you can get it. it. All the outs it, are made at first base. That's a busy yeah. night. Second base, you got to see outfielders get in position for catches. Yes, no. Balls, home runs over the wall. Yes, no. There's plays at second. Okay. There's like one play a game, maybe at third. Right. That's why they do that rotation. You do home yeah. plate and you go to third because it's like a vacation night. Right. So make the third base guy watch. The, the pitch clock and don't mess it up because I'm going to ask you every time, look, can you imagine the chirping from the dugouts going to be when they get it close? Did he throw that pitch before the pitch clock went off? Well, that would, that, oh, my question, boy. remember, I mean, this was brought up a little bit on, on Monday night, but it's true. The NFL for a long time on the play clock gave you a beat. It would go, a beat. One, it would go two, one, Zero and the and the referees were taught to see, one, to see one. zero and then look down. And if the ball was being That's snapped, it's good, right? If the ball was being snapped, you're fine. The NFL now is saying, look, if the ball is there, flag. They want it to be done a lot more because people are getting pissed off watching on TV, going, wait a minute, it hit zero. It hit zero. And How many times a bad. game it looks like it hit zero? Yeah, it looks bad. It looks bad for the NFL because gamblers get mad. So the more that gamblers get mad, the more that the leagues are worried that gamblers are going to be mad. And so they're going to make sure that that, hey, it hit, it hit zero, it hit zero, throw the flag. So now they're throwing flags much more in the NFL. Same thing's going to happen on my questions. going to be with Major, Major League Baseball. If it hits zero and the ball is in the guy's hands, does the pitching motion have oh, to yeah. begin? Do you have to be having actually started your motion and then it hit zero or does the ball must leave the hand to get to zero? It's like the damn it's oh my God. It's like, it's like the shot clock in basketball. Correct. Right. Is it out Which, of the release? But that should be the case though. And so in basketball, the ball must have left your hand by the time the clock hits zero. So that's what it should be for baseball as well. So it should be. I don't know if it is or it isn't. I have to look at the fine print of the rules, but 
that it's what it should be. But my question, my guess is, is going to light up like the NBA shot clock. Is it going to light up when it hits zeros? Just so you know, like you can see the light. It, it won't, but I bet it will in the future. Cause I, because I bet pitchers would complain that that's distracting. If you got a thing that goes right when you throw the ball, like, like but there ain't going to be no noise. Yeah. Right. No, but like right noise. when you're really, your rotation, you're looking and all of a sudden you see this bright flashing light. Like that would be distracting. That's not what pitchers need is another thing to think about right. on the mound. They're going to be like, all right, give me the signal. No, I don't want to throw that. Oh, God, we got three seconds. All right, just throw it. Just throw it. Like, you know, there's going to be cross-ups with pitchers and catchers. They got buttons now. They're calling pitches and things in their hat, talking to them and all these other things. It's getting a little bit too much, I think. But, I mean, we'll adjust. As as gamblers, we'll adjust. As you know, fans, it, we'll adjust. It just goes back to this thing that I've I've believed in for a long time. You have to know who you are. If you know who you are and the world changes, but you stay who you are, eventually people are going to come back to you. Eventually people will recognize that you are an authentic thing, an authentic person. Even if people are against you at the moment, you holding to your authenticity shows that you actually believed in what you were doing. Baseball changing this aggressively constantly every year, trying to fit into a younger person's life and trying to quote, save the game and golf doing the same exact thing. I like that quote. It's, it drives me crazy because yeah. the, the game is the game. Yeah. No. Authentically. We are, we have been attracted to the game because of history and what the game represents. If some 18 year old kid coming out of high school, going to college finds baseball boring, who cares? Like, what are we doing? You have to recognize, Oh, it's getting a really older fan base. If the game is fundamentally different because of you know home runs, I don't like the shift needed to be taken away because that's not you mean baseball. Chicks to me. digs the long ball. What do you mean you don't like home runs? I don't like everyone going for home runs all the time. All it, the time, all it, the time. It right. Strikeouts to the point where it is. It's all or nothing. There's no it penalty. It used to be right. embarrassing. If you're batting two ten, you were embarrassed. You weren't you're even in the league. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't acceptable to hit two ten and play. Yeah. You hit two ten. Oh, you get a multi-million dollar contract. As long as you hit twenty-five home runs, yep, you're fine. You're hey, good. Twenty-five and eighty. Well, the average thing we don't really care about. You hit twenty-five and eighty. Twenty-five and eighty. Where you have a roster spot on this team, you're going to play every day. I mean, Mike Kostrzemski for the Giants batted two twelve this year at twelve home runs in seventy-five RBIs, and people were like, you know, he's a really solid everyday player for the Giants. I'm like. So like, I love Yaz. He's from my hometown. My brother played baseball with him. Like I always follow, I always follow him. But I'm watching these Giants broadcasts. They're talking about like next year and like giving Yaz some more breaks. He got really tired this year, so just give him more breaks. I'm like, I don't know, man. You can give him a lot more breaks if you want. I don't know how much higher that batting average is going to wind up going. Two twenty? I mean, two twenty-five? Like what do you? It's but in our day, growing up, a guy batting two twenty-five and twenty-five home runs, teams would be like, yeah, the home runs are great, but. Man, he accounts for a lot of run, a lot of run stopping at bats where he's not moving the runner over or he's not advancing the scoring opportunities. He's just striking out. And that remember was always Dave the Kingman? embarrassment. You remember Dave Kingman? Of course. He was like the original guy when we right. were young. He was the guy who hit home runs or struck out. And we made fun of him. He couldn't keep a spot in the lineup despite his ability to hit home runs because he wasn't that good defensively. They put him in and um, Don Baylor was the same way, just, except Don Baylor got hit with the ball. He, he just got hit all the he time. He found so a way to get on base. He got on base, but he couldn't hit. It was either a home run or a strikeout every damn time. Yeah. There was a lot of it, those guys were the exception rather than the rule, which is what the rule is now hit home runs 
we'll find a place for you in the lineup. Even if you're not even good defensively, it's okay. Well, even if you don't make contact, like contact guys were huge in baseball. I mean, just think about Rod Carew. I mean, Rod Carew took swings that weren't even swings a lot of times Ooh. and flared balls all over the place. He got on base, hit 330, 350, Wade Boggs, another one you grew up watching. Yeah. Um, Tony Gwynn was always like fascinating yep. to me. Just watching Tony Gwynn. Who take I mean, Ichiro, like, would Ichiro have a chance to play in the big leagues right now? If he was coming up, he's a slap hitter, singles and doubles only. Kind of stole bases, but not really. Good glove, but like, would he be would he be a top of the lineup hitter today? I think so. He was that good. I mean, he was so good defensively. I would hope he had so. An unbelievable arm. Damn Hall of Famer. And yeah, I mean, he he would. I think he would. But there's guys that are level below him that are really good major league baseball players that probably wouldn't because they didn't do this. I seen it just in a softball world. Like, I needed players. Like mm-hmm. I, I I and you know they're like, listen. Coach, you know, I'm going to my batting coach. He says I got to hit home runs. I got to hit the ball in the air all the time. I'm like, sometimes you do, yes, but other times I need you to hit a ball in the gap. I need you to hit a line drive. Sometimes I need you to hit it the other way. Can't just go up there looking to pull the ball every time. Don't do it. Two words that caused baseball to have a fundamental shift in everything. Launch, angle. Angle. It never stops. Launch angle. They're putting it on a scoreboard now. <laughs> I never heard it growing up. I never thought about it growing up. I never needed it. Big guys hit home runs. <laughs> Strong dudes exactly. jacked home runs. Yeah. Hey, your launch angle. You know, it's really important. You got to elevate the baseball. You got to swing at the bottom half of the baseball. You got to make sure that uppercut swing is going to lift the ball into the air. Well, for a sacrifice fly? Well, no, for a home run. Well, what if I hit one home run in 25 at-bats? That's okay. That's all right. We just, we want the home run. Yeah, but I got out 24 times. Yeah, but we want that one home run. That's good. You, you'll get paid if you go ahead and do that. Right. It's nonsense. It's absolute nonsense. All right. Um, before we get to B-How and some college football, yep. we'll, skip ahead, we'll skip ahead here. And yep. I was, was going to save this till after we talked to Brad, but not right. to talk about before. Yep. Props.com. Our guy, Steve Roddick, has written a very big article today or yesterday. Headline, is sports betting bad for society? Recent survey gauges public attitude. Oh, boy. Pew Research study came out. 19% of U.S. adults placed a wager on sports in the last year. How many? 19%. A lot higher than your number of 10. It's 10 to 15. Okay. So Pew Research has it as 19 Give or take 2 or 3%, that's probably an accurate number. Betting with friends and family is most commonly reported as the form of sports gambling that they do. 100%. Betting, betting with friends or family, such as in a private betting pool, fantasy league, or casual bet. In yes. person at a casino, racetrack, or a betting kiosk. Online betting with an app, sportsbook, or casino, that's only 6% of U.S. Mm. Adults mm. are betting online. 6%. That's less 6%. than 10. Yeah. That's a real number. Any of the ways above is 19%. So you incorporate right. all three of those things, and that's how you get to the 19%. It was a study conducted from July 5th to July 17th in 2022. wonder how many people they asked. Uh, it doesn't say exactly. Never it does. Well, hold on. No, I mean, you can hold on. You can go and find it. You, you want to read the whole thing. Um, the Pew Research study. 
Well, I'll go read it. It's probably 2,000 people is my guess is what they normally would. I hope it's 2,000. It might be 1,000. But either way, that's, yeah. a, that's, a, that's, that's a basis of something that's good. So, so what as, was the conclusion? Well, it's, it's the value of sports betting in the United States. Uh, the 11% of friendly bettors aren't opposed to placing bets on sporting, but they aren't exactly seeking out legal sports betting options either. These are social bettors, not hardcore bettors. According to what Steve Ruddick writes, he says that the survey shows about 5% of U.S. adults are, quote, quite interested in legal sports betting. 5%. That's you, one hand. That's half of say, what you think. You say 10. I've, he been, says I've been trying to say 10 just to be fair. <laughs> he says 5%. More accurate. Or just few a Americans, good number. So few Americans see the widespread legalization of sports betting as a good thing for society or for sports. Quote, for is sports betting a bad thing for society? 34% said yes. Mm-hmm. It's a bad thing for sports. Same number. 33% said it's a bad thing for sports. Okay. Only 8% of people said it's a good thing for society. Fair. 16% said it's a good thing for sports. This is 8 okay. out of 10 people say it's not good. Neither good nor bad was the by far the winner. 57% said it's neither good nor bad for society. 49% said it's neither good nor bad for sports. Right. Cause they don't do it. So they put neither good nor bad because they don't do it. That's the easy answer. I don't care and I don't do it. So I'll just put, I don't know, or it doesn't matter to me, you know, cause that's what people do a lot of times. If when they ask these questions and these surveys and all this stuff and think about your daily life, everybody, yeah. how does it affect me? That's the way we, a lot of people are guilty of thinking of it. We all are, but you should also be thinking about, I always try to think of the extremes, <clears throat> the highest common denominator, lowest common denominator. It's bad for people that got a problem. It's bad for people that may have a problem, problem gamblers and all this other stuff. I've seen it firsthand, told you stories on and off the air, mm. seen it bad, bad for a lot of people. Mm. I've seen it good too. Creates interest. You know, it, 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 it gives you something to talk about. It gives you something fun to do with your friends, family, whatever. Fantasy sports have preyed on it. And I don't mean to use that word, but yes, they have made it. So it is gambling, mm -hmm. but it's amongst friends and it's fun. And fantasy sports have thrived because of it. it. It falls somewhere in the middle. So the other question it posed, kind of dating back to the first thing we mentioned at the top of the show with the California advertisement going into the up upcoming vote on props 26, 27. Question by few was phrased as the following. As you may know, betting on sports is now legal in much of the United States. Right. How much have you read or heard about this? According to the you study. You should be listening to the BVB is what you should be doing, <laughs> but go ahead. Over 56% of adults say they have read or heard, quote, a lot about it. 12% said a little. And 44% said about the fact that sports betting is now legal in much of the country, right? Why 44% said they have read or heard nothing at all about it. Wait a second. Give me the numbers again. 56, they have read or heard a lot. Okay. 12% a little. Okay. So that's 44, 44% nothing. That's 112%. How do we get 112% with those numbers? They don't add up to 100. That's right. Overall, 56% of adults say they have read or heard a lot. 
12% or a little 44%. So I guess that, that heard a lot is kind of like, so it's overall, have you heard? Yes. 56 of those people. Have you heard a lot? 12% of them said, yes, they've heard a lot about it. And then 44% said nothing. So 56% saying, yes, they have 44% saying they've heard nothing about it. Well, I mean, if you watch sports, you've heard something because the, the commercials are in it. Even in non-legal states, you're hearing a ton. I mean, I see ads in te- in Texas all the time. I oh. see ads when I'm when I'm watching different games on when I'm watching you know the the local broadcasts. I'm like, is it legal in Texas? Like, no. oh no, but it's legal in Louisiana. But they're advertising in Dallas. Yeah, it's legal in Louisiana and New Mexico. Okay, but that's really far away. Yeah, they're bracing for when it does go legal. They're priming the pump for when it is legal in Texas. Well, they're spending the money. Again, these people have budgets. They have to spend the money. Where do you spend it? They tell you spend it on the game. So you put it on the game broadcast. And it doesn't even matter that nobody can, doesn't lead to anyone signing up because you can't. It's not legal. So what are you doing? You're you're almost enticing illegal action. You are enticing illegal action, except there is the angle, and I do subscribe to this. I do believe, and this is where FanDuel and DraftKings had the lead, is that brand awareness matters. The interesting thing about you've been saying this nonstop to me (laughs) for a year about this brand awareness thing, and I've been trumping it and trumpeting it and telling people the same thing. I'm like, listen. It doesn't matter. You can bring them to the place. You can't make them drink. Yeah. We'll bring them to the place. It's brand engagement. It's brand awareness. Yeah. But you can't make them sign up. Right. It's, it's the whole idea of like, it goes back to radio 101 for me. And a lot of times when I'm having radio conversations about marketing and people are like, you know, I want to one shot on you for a second. I'm going to step over here. I got to, I got to look over here one second. I'll be right back. It it goes back to sort of like what I've done in radio for years when it comes to marketing, when we look at marketing and we have these things that go on, it's important to look at it from a bigger picture, right? If I'm trying to market, if I'm trying to become, go to the solo shot, Farah, um, you know, if you have a bigger picture, if you have a bigger opportunity to, to market to people trying to sell certain things to them, well, look, <laughs> people react in different ways. Radio advertisers for a long time saying, hey, I want to put a promo code into my, in, into my radio ad. So when someone comes up, I ask them, where did you hear they hear my ad? And they say, oh, I heard your ad on, you know, 101.5 FM. Oh, okay. So then they can track it. They're like, okay, so I spent $1,000 here. I got an ROI of X and that works out well for them. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't work like that because people are inundated with advertisements like crazy. So they don't necessarily remember where they saw your ad. They just know that they saw your ad. So that's what, that's what branding is. The sports betting world is not interested anymore about branding because they want activations. Right. They want one-to-one. I'm going to yeah. spend a hundred and I got a hundred. Yeah, right. That's not how marketing really works. So I get why some of the books are going into non-legal states and saying, okay, I'm going to market to people who can't legally bet there yet because when it does come time to bet, mm-hmm. they'll already know my brand. They'll trust me. They'll, they'll, they'll have seen me before. Right. I saw the list of, of books going live in the state of Ohio. Sent you that. What? Did I send you that? I thought I sent you. No, that. I saw it on Twitter. But yeah, like I thought I sent you. I thought I sent you the tweet. Oh, maybe I sent another one, another state. It, it, did it, you see the list? Yeah. So I know most. I know most of them. Okay, but what is Bet Jack? 
I'm in the space. What the hell is BetJack? Never heard of BetJack before. I was like, what, what, what is profit exchange? Oh, <laughs> who is profit exchange? I, I, I don't know who that is. Um, GameWise. Who's GameWise? I don't know who GameWise is. I, I have no idea. Out, out the gate. Out the gate sportsbook. Well, I like that name. Out the <laughs> gate. Out the gate sportsbook. Is it out the gate? No, out the, the out the gate. Oh, you got to say out the gate. Out the I, gate would have been perfect. <laughs> I mean, it, it, the we're in this space. So if you, if you want to talk about branding, right? Listen, the easiest thing to do right now is to say the word bet and put a name behind it. We <laughs> know much. bet Fred. Right. We know bet Jack. <laughs> now, you know, just bet Dave. Bet Matt. <laughs> bet Dave, bet, bet Jimmy. Matt. We're going to bet. Awesome. Yeah. It's unbelievable. But that's my point though. Marketing and brand awareness matters. So these are new states opening up with books that I have no idea who they are. Never heard of them before. So that's yeah. why you brand because you have to convince me that you're actually an operation that I can trust. Right. I have to see you consistently. And then I go, okay, yeah, I know who those guys are. And advertising works. We know this. It helps people feel more comfortable that you're not some just fly by night person. That's why buying stuff online for me, is always really, I'm always still very like not a hundred percent down with it. Cause sometimes I'm on a website that I don't trust that I don't, don't know. Huh. And I'm like, I don't know if I want to buy it from you because I don't, I'm not on a, you know, an Amazon. I'm not on a Wayfair. I'm on like some rinky dink website for something that I want to buy. Right. Well, and I don't do it this? before we get to be how I'll yeah. ask you this question and we can revisit this as well. What about the fact that the people that are already betting are a lot of the people you're talking to in the advertisements. They already have a book or they right. already have a guy. Right. They know Jimmy or yeah. Bobby and they've been playing with them. Now you have to be better than them. Correct. Okay. Well, that's where the sign-up bonuses come from. That's where all the incentives. Which is a complete race to the bottom in, yeah. in the whole scheme of things. The books are finding that out now after right. this gold rush. So – you know, we can continue the conversation after, but we, we don't, I don't want to keep Bihal waiting as long as he's yeah. ready to go because he's a very busy guy and it's a busy week with Morgantown and West Virginia and all that stuff. So I don't, all right, I don't let's get our guy, Brad Howell. Let's talk some college football here on the oh, Bihal, Matt and Dave. Welcome back. How are you? Hello, boys. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me back. Good to see you again. So yeah. let's set the stage here for West Virginia's season so far. Oh, boy. How are the natives feeling you lose the backyard oh, brawl in pretty bad fashion you lose to kansas which might not be a bad loss at the end of the day right i mean double overtime really high scoring fun football game i mean one and two going on the road to blacksburg is not exactly where you want to be right now right it's not matt natives are wrestles here there's no question and, and you said it i mean you can eliminate the word pretty out of your pretty bad loss at Pitt. That's a game you really should have won, man. You had that game right there. Did everything you need to, except a couple. How do you give up a pick six there right through your hand? Drop we the ball. go on and on and on. You dropped the so ball. You, lost <laughs> you did. You dropped the ball. Now, here's the thing, though. The loss to Kansas is fine because they're going to win the national championship. So that's going to turn right. out to be a, right. an okay loss for right. West Virginia. So yes. Kansas is legitimately better. That's still <laughs> a, loss, a loss you don't want to have at home if you're West Virginia. There's no question. So – this sets up about as big a must win as you can have when it's really not a must win. I mean, Neil Brown's not getting fired if you lose this. You're not going to not continue the program if you lose. But it's about as close up to the line of a must win as you could get. You're getting a Virginia Tech team that's trying to reshape itself under Brent Pry, new coach, new coaching staff. So big one, important one, and the natives want this one badly here in West Virginia. 
Who else wants it badly, B. How Anyone that's holding a ticket on West Virginia season wins over five and a half. <laughs> yeah, you really got to have this one, don't you? Like, well, I know it, we talked <laughs> about it on the shows and stuff, and I know you're right there. You take those calls after the games. Mm. It's not a fun job either. <laughs> B-Roll has done that as well. Um, is it a must win? I mean, it, it, you just said it's not, but – they're one and a half point favorites. We've got a lot of people looking at the game. They're going to make plays. And, you know, tomorrow, do, do you like them? Well, I do. I do like West Virginia. Now, mm. let's let's rehash. Remember, I liked West Virginia going into Pitt. You could get seven and a half. If you got that, congratulations, you got the win. If right. you got seven like I did, then we pushed. Right. Where I missed, where I missed on that Pitt game when I was on with you guys, and I think it's it, it comes into play in this one, I really like the under in that game. And it wasn't close to the under. Right. I mean, that thing sailed over. Now, granted, you had a pick six. West Virginia also blocked a punt. So you had some stuff. But yeah. West Virginia has transformed itself into a team that you've got to look over first. And I think that's the biggest key here to watch in this game. We'll talk about a couple other important parts of it. But to me, from a West Virginia and Virginia Tech angle, it's two questions. West Virginia's offense is significantly better than it has been under Neil Brown at any time. JT right. Daniels has come in from USC, from Georgia. He's a legitimate quarterback. He's been outstanding. He's throwing the ball well, number one. Number two, Tech's defense, if you go look at just the statistics, they're top five in a ton of categories. Their Uh defense is off to a great start. Your guy, Brent Pry, coming in from Penn State, has instilled back that old Bud Foster defensive mentality. I even hear they're bringing back the lunch pail. I think the lunch pail might be on the sideline for this game. So defense, defense, defense at Tech. But here's what I'm looking at in this particular game. The best offense that Virginia Tech has gone against so far is Boston College, which which ranks 116 nationally in yards per game. What was the spread, though, Brad, in that game? What's that? The spread for BC versus Vautech. You tell me. Spread was three. They won by 17. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. I trust. I think people I trust are under West, are, are sleeping a bit on what Vatek is at the moment because of the ODU maybe, loss. Maybe. Right. Well, who else did they play? Who yeah, else did so, they play? Go ahead. Okay, so yeah, Old Dominion and right. then Wofford. So they just Wofford has faced, a team. Wofford has a football team. Well, yes. Wofford hadn't scored a point until playing yeah. Virginia Tech. They had not scored a point in the season. They got seven yeah. on Virginia Tech after a Didn't turnover. Even know they had a team. What's their nickname, Bihal? Do you know? Wofford? Yeah, Terriers. Ooh, Terriers. So good with these nicknames. Basketball, right? That the, yeah, offers a basketball. Team. I knew they had a basketball team. I didn't know they basketball had a football team. So what are you saying? So Virginia Tech is going to score on West Virginia's defense because that was going to be my follow up question. West yeah. Virginia's defense tackling is optional. I mean, let's keep mm-hmm. it real. The tackling is optional with this West Virginia defense. It's been it's been really bad at points. So I think what you're bad trying bad. to look for here, Tech's offense really struggling right now. Grant Wells, who grew up here in the state of West Virginia, where I am in Charleston. In fact, I covered couple of his games in high school, transferred in from Marshall. So he's going to be a key. We'll get to him here in just a second. The Tech offense is yet to get over 30 points in any of its three games. And I think that's what I'm looking at first. Its offensive line is struggling. They haven't identified an explosive receiver on the outside, and they're facing a bunch of injuries at running back. So a lot of questions around that Tech offense, but just as many questions around the West Virginia defense, as you mentioned. At times, they've been just god-awful. Kansas had them on roller skates all night long. And that's where I credit Kansas, though. They attacked the edges with a running quarterback, ran some option. West Virginia had no idea what to do. If Tech tries to attack like Narduzzi and Signetti did at Pitt, where they ran straight up the middle for most of that game, 
I don't think that works against West Virginia. That's the one part of this defense that's consistent, a defensive line. Grant Wells is not a guy you're going to put out on the edges. So watch mm. that matchup in the trenches. If Tech can't run straight ahead, they're going to have to throw it. If they have to throw it, Grant Wells has had some turnover problems, not only this year, but going back to Marshall. That's going to be a critical component, as we know it always is, the interceptions and turnovers. Yeah, some of these numbers, just to point out what Brad was talking about. So opposing yards per play for Vatek, three yards per play. That's number two in the nation. 200 yards of offense given up per game. That's fifth best in the nation. They are giving up just 16% conversions on second down. I'm sorry, on third down, rather. Second best in the entire country for Vatek. I'll give you that. But what about the home field environment here on a Thursday night in Blacksburg with Metallica blaring through the loudspeakers and Enter Salmon going on? West Virginia had a tough time handling Pitt. This is Blacksburg, man. You like them on the road? Why being, are they being... dogs? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you have a home dog here? I took the dog. one and a half last night. You give me points in Blacksburg. I'm going to take Vatek in games like this almost every time because it's defense versus offense, like you're mentioning. I like yep. a home dog with a better defense. Yeah, I, I totally get that, Matt. And I, I've been to Blacksburg many times for those games. I've been in the press box when it feels like it's swaying on you. As good of environment as there is in America, as good of entrance as there is in America. But you reference that pit game. There's never been a bigger crowd to watch a football game in Pittsburgh than what happened in that opening game. We talked about that on your show, that that was likely mm-hmm. to happen. It did. West Virginia was in control of that game through three quarters and into the fourth. So I think that should, that should, as Dave always says, nobody knows Squadoosh. So who knows? But West Virginia should be able to handle this environment, I think, because they were just in a difficult road environment three weeks ago. So I do think, I actually think that's an advantage for West Virginia going in there and seeing this and being able to handle it. Now, the key is you got to start early and not let them get really bonkers. But yes, the environment is absolutely a concern and certainly a huge advantage for Tech. I referenced the movie um, with Chris Tucker when he told Jackie Chan, can you hear, are you hearing the words? I'm saying the words coming out of my mouth. What's it called? Rush Hour. Rush Hour. That's it. I'm listening to the words coming out of your mouth right now. By the way, the beard looks tremendous today. I mean, <laughs> really you. looking Thank good. Um, that sounded like you're saying under. Is that an under game? This feels like another under. And we've talked about this on Eight in a Box already this week, but I'm trying to hear what you're saying through what you're saying. You lead an under again? Yeah, I, I actually am holding an over ticket, but I don't love it. I, re- I really don't love over? it. Over? All this talk on a defense, you already bet the over? Yeah, because I just – here's the thing, guys. What the hell's going on? I like West Virginia's offense. I mean, maybe I get burned. I like the offense, and I just think when we – and I do this a lot too. When we evaluate college football early, I just still don't think there's enough talk about strength of schedule and who you've gone against. It's just something that kind of gets put to the side, and I need to see. We do this on 8 in the Box with the show me. I need Tech's defense to show me that that, those numbers are legitimate – against Mm -hmm. an offenses that just haven't produced. I mean, Matt, you mentioned those yards per play. There's only three power five teams worse in yards per play than Boston College. And that's the best offense they've seen. I I just think West Virginia has taken a step up in this one. But So I'm on over. If you play under, I don't hate it. In fact, that might be the right side here, but I am holding an over ticket. Interesting. You mentioned the Duke and Kansas game. You have two 3-0 teams going here. This is... This is wild because there aren't many great games this weekend. It on the docket of best games on the weekend for college football. 
is Duke in Kansas. Damn right. Do you buy what Leopold is doing here? I mean, they're nine point home favorites. Uh, I mean, up against seven Duke. And a half. Current was it? Seven. Current line is seven and a half. Whoa, it crashed. It was nine oh, last night. Good. Well, I mean, somebody had a wake up call and said, wait a second, they're giving out Kansas plus nine or Duke plus nine tickets against Kansas. Hold on here. Yes, it's been adjusted. Seven and a half across the board. I think they cover. I think Kansas covers the nine. I think Kansas is legitimate. But I mean, it feels weird, right? Talking about Duke and Kansas playing football and not basketball. Weird. Matt, does, how weird was it watching Kansas come in and run up and down the field on you? It was very <laughs> weird. But I but I think this, I mean, they're legit. Leipold's done a great job there, but it's it's from this standpoint. And I mentioned it earlier, the Narduzzi and Signetti attacking West Virginia in the way they did. I'm not sure what they were thinking or looking at all summer. The clear way to attack West Virginia was through the air and on the edges. It took Leipold about four seconds to figure that out and not stop it. They just kept coming. The better coach team, the best coach team West Virginia's seen this year is Kansas, and they've got talent. That's the other thing. Jalen Daniels has been fantastic. He's Mm -hmm. not turning it over. He's Mm -hmm. been a difference, can beat you with his feet, with his arms. And here's the other part. You talk about environment. Now, I'm not suggesting Kansas and Lawrence is going to be like Blacksburg coming up tomorrow, but but it's going to be nuts. They are giddy. They are behind this Uh team, and it's going to be nuts returning home off those two big road wins. I'm with you, Matt. I like Kansas. I like it better at seven and a half, though. I'll take that. Of course. Yeah, I like it. I I, I think they cover nine. I think they they cover the first number. Really? Yeah, I think Kansas kills them. I I think think Duke's not going to stop Kansas' offense. No way. Mm -mm. 66 and a half, though. The total is bonkers. Yeah. (laughs) That is a high total for a Duke-Kansas football game. It's absolutely ridiculous. Um, so, I mean, that's all right. Talking about totals and things like that. Um, we got to talk about another total that we had kind of mentioned on eight in a box. And you're originally from Iowa and Iowa guy. Got a lot of people that listen to the show in Iowa, watch the show here and all this other stuff. It's 35. <laughs> it's the total. It's 34 and a half. It's 34 and a half. Is it? Current number this morning, 34 and a half. Yes. I, I can't find the game on my sheet. Circus Sports this morning. Rutgers against Iowa is 34 and a half. I love it's it. the lowest total that we've seen since 2008, I believe, in college football. All right. So that's yeah, game number three. It is 30. Wow. Some places have moved to 34. There's two 34s and the rest are 34 and a halves. Behal, when does the total get just too low? Because, like, we've talked about it. We've been on the under. Like, is this ridiculous? Is it too low? Are you actually going to push the over button if you're going to touch this game? I don't know. Don't these numbers, when they're really low like this, tell you to go under? It, I mean, this is like two <laughs> service academies going. Don't we have to take under? Man, I want to take over. I told you before, I like Iowa. Give me Iowa here. I think the Hawkeyes roll and cover this number. They're going to get three defensive touchdowns, two safeties, kick four field goals. They might roll. What did <laughs> I end up there, Matt? What I, I might have got the over there, Matt. You would have 27 points and you need Rutgers not to score more than seven, essentially to cover your, under uh, 30, I, don't, I don't know if they 30. are. What What's the Iowa team or what's the Rutgers team total? Cause I like, I like Rutgers under so almost. I'm going to say it's me. 12. Uh, it I'm, I'm 10 gonna, and a half. My, are we going to get, or, or like if we were in a book, I'd say it's 10. Are we going to get two t- a touchdown and a field goal or both? That's what Iowa. I would make you decide as a, as a, as a better. Yeah, so, I like Matt's number better. What is it? 13 and a half, 10 and a half? Yeah, that's my my, my gut. I'm looking it up, but that, that would be my gut reaction that at the total of 34 and a half in Iowa being favored. I mean, Iowa and Iowa 21 State 13. Both. 21 13, boys. That's what it comes to. So you'd like the over? If it's 12 and a half, you'd like the over team total? 
I don't like over in anything in this game. Are you nuts? That's a I don't want an Iowa team total over, although I, I don't want anything covered. to do with I want Rutgers game. under. I I'm Matt, I had to stay up last night to, or the last weekend until about six in the morning watching right? that Iowa Nevada game finish <laughs> so I could catch my Nevada under ticket. Under. That was brutal. My under, goodness. Oh, that was good. You bet under team total in Nevada. I've been under yes. team total. I've been under in the game. So I was sitting that there. Worked. Dave yeah. and I were on the phone talking about it's 1130 our time here in Vegas. We're like, this game's still going on. How the hell is this game still going on? Oh. <laughs> this is- well, you should have called me. I was sweating it over here on the in the Eastern time zone. Oh, my God. Asleep. You're te- I was texting you. You're like, you still up? Yeah, I'm watching this game. I want to see if it goes 2 a.m. Those poor yeah. broadcasters, man. They wanted to be anywhere else oh, but having gosh. to sit there and have that. All right, Bihal, last one for me. Um, yeah. You were talking about big environments and all this other stuff, um, you know, and Blacksburg's great and all these other things. But I don't know if you remember who uh, who Penn State played last week and where Ooh. they went to this big environment. And I didn't even know, but Matt told me because he lived down in Alabama for a while. It's called Jordan. It looks like Jordan Hare yes, Stadium. It's, it's but Jordan it's, Hare. It's Jordan, like with an E. It, that you would have never known, but Matt lived it and learned it. Penn State is laying a ridiculous number this week. Let me see what it is. Uh, what, 26? 26 against um, Central Michigan? Sounds is right. Is this a letdown spot? Is this, 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 uh, I mean. 27 it, and a half now. Oh, it's 28 Ooh. in most places, actually. Okay. 27 and a half, 28. 63 is the total. I don't want to cause you any pain talking about Penn State, but it's my show, and I'm wearing my hat. It's so I'm asking show. you. Well, it's me and Matt. Me and I Matt. Know, it's great. It's, it's your show. It's, it's, it's your show. It's fine. I'm just laughing. Penn State cover. Central Michigan. Jim McElwain in there. It's they yes. put some points up on Oklahoma State. You've got you've got Penn State already looking ahead. As I told you, they're a lock to win ten. They're oh, a lock to probably be in the playoff. Nick Singleton's a lock to be the Heisman winner. I mean, I don't, I can't imagine Penn State would have a letdown. I mean, I can't imagine Penn State wouldn't go in after beating an SEC team. Granted, they're without an AD. Their coach is under fire. They're a mess. Granted, granted all that. They're still SEC. So the way Penn State handled them and what they've got looking forward to to get ready for the championship parade, I can't imagine that Penn State and James Franklin, all that money they're paying Franklin, there's no chance there's a letdown. No chance. See what he, see no, what he did. No, no chance. See what he did there, Matt. See what he did. <laughs> yes, I, I'm, I'm well versed in the, in the sarcasm of needling Dave Sherapan. I do it quite well. <laughs> myself. Uh, all right, I'm going to ask you this before I let you go. Uh, yes, this sir. is a this is a six to one parlay. Okay. Oh. Okay. Six to one parlay. Well, you got okay. his attention with that. Go ahead. Under Thursday night Steelers Browns. Under thirty nine. Okay. Okay. Under Iowa State Baylor, 46. Okay. Under Rutgers, Iowa, 34 and a half. Ooh. Three leg. That's a under, 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 under. I'm calling it the games you don't want to watch parlay. <laughs> Some bad football <laughs> games right there. B. How you're the big 12 guy. Baylor, Iowa State. That got to be under. That's okay. Yeah. That yeah. Cause you get, unless Hunter Deckers just comes out and goes bananas there on Against you. Baylor's D though. Yeah. I'm not, I, I told you guys before, I'm not totally sold on Baylor yet, but yeah, I, I think I like that, Matt. I might have to tell you on that. That's not bad. What's that? Six to one, six to one plus 600 parlay. I kind of like that. All right. I kind of like that. And don't watch any of the games. <laughs> just walk away. <laughs> 
punish. No, I'm watching Iowa Rutgers because I'm going to have team total. I'm going to have I got all kinds of things on the Iowa game. I'm watching. Man, multiple unders on an Iowa football game is like yikes. Uh, it's you get to reevaluate your time spent watching. <laughs> like, Rather what am I doing baseball. in my life? When the hell's Manoa pitching? Be how's Manoa pitching? He's got to be up pitching? tomorrow. I haven't looked at the probables ahead. He's got to be up tomorrow, right? Gosman's going today so. for Toronto. Yeah, so I we think get he's it. up get, tomorrow. So we'll be yeah. on that K prop, right? We'll be on get on K-prop. it because he's back off that illness. He he damn near hit the thing when he was sick last week. Right, he should be back. He should be in a bounce back spot. I like it. I haven't even All seen right. a line. We just take it over. We just ride. Brad, it. thank you for the time, my friend. Enjoy the game tomorrow night. Should be a good one with West Virginia and Vatek. We Thanks, are. guys. Always a pleasure. That is Brad Howe at Brad Howe with an E07 on Twitter to go and follow him here on the Bostonian versus the book. Good stuff with him on that. So he hates Penn State. West Virginia guy. But he's a, he, he was an Iowa guy too, though, right? Well, he grew up in Iowa. Right. And he is an Iowa fan. He told us last time he was right. one step away from walking on the basketball team there and then decided to go to a smaller school. So yeah, he likes Iowa. Um, but he's been in West Virginia too long, so he cannot stand Pitt and he loves the needle to Penn State people. So this this hot start has has you know ruffled the feathers down there. They need this game. They need this game. Who's like, well, they? they? Gotta have this game. Who's they? They Who's they? Oh, they need to I mean Thursday night. They need it. They need it. West Virginia, the the city, the school. They're not going to get it. West Virginia fans. That's why it was five and a half. I mean, the books kind of predetermined what they thought the Mountaineers were going to be. Right. He just texted me and said, Manoa Day is Friday. So we'll we'll address that on Friday. Defense is a big problem for West Virginia. I mean, a big problem for West Virginia. Yeah. And so I think Vatek's going to be able to ride that defense. I just think at home defensively with that crowd being there, I anytime I've got that atmosphere in a defensive-minded football team up against a team that's not great on the road in an offensive-focused football team in college football, I'm always taking the defense to I win the West game. West Virginia's going to win. Okay. Right I now like, I do. I like we'll Vatek. See. You think Vatek's going to close as a favorite? <laughs> it's it's going to get to pick. Okay. I don't know if they'll close as the favorite, but somebody's coming more with this Virginia Tech play. There's just no dog. I mean, just like, I mean, my gosh, you're giving me points on Vatech. It's almost as a principle. The look ahead line on Saturday was Virginia Tech minus two and a half. Wow. He was in, he was, he was in, you know, because we were trading text. Wow. That's right. I West believe that. Game was that's on. the right so line. That's like, what it was. And fans right sent yes. me the screenshot yes. and he said, what do you think of this? And I'm like, that numbers, that's correct. That's you the know, right line. Yeah. I thought Virginia Tech small. Yeah. And then when it came the other way, I'm like, wow. So you know what that tells me? The guys at Circuit to put up the first number and the guys that copy it and the guys that are offshore to put up the first number after Circuit puts it up. They got West Virginia power rated a little better than a lot of people do. And they put West Virginia in a favor to get the dog money. So that's what leads me to believe that gives me pause because, you know, I thought like you, how can Virginia Tech be a dog at home to West Virginia? Can't. Mm -hmm. Can't. Well, I guess they can because the line's not moved yet. They're either waiting to play it or they're waiting to see if they can get pick and just play West Virginia. I don't know. I don't know. It's interesting. 
We'll watch the line for tomorrow. Game's tomorrow, yeah. so we got some time yeah. before now and then. Uh, all right, Chiefs are the number one most heavily bet team. Red number, as you called it on Twitter yesterday, about yeah. how much money is coming in on Kansas City. One-way action, but the six-and-a-half number has stood so far. Yes. When do we go to seven? When Chris decides to do it, Chris will be first. Um, will it cross seven? No, 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 no. Okay. No. Nobody's given up a seven and a half. No, 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 no. The books, <laughs> listen, the books got a nice head start on the NFL mm-hmm. so far in the first two weeks. Like, really good. We're not giving anybody a free shot at seven and a half. If you want seven and a half, you're going to have to buy it. There's no way. It's not too expensive, though. It's minus 125, right? Correct. Not, not, Most of the time. Expensive. I mean, like, although there's some sneaky stuff going on with these books and these prices with these teasers True. and all this other stuff. They're making stuff a little bit more expensive. Inflation has hit everybody, including the books. Like, hey, they're, they're betting now. We got them. They right. raised the price. What are you going to do? Either don't bet it or you bet it wherever you You have no choice. So um, there might be seven and a half. It costs you. It, I hope they don't do what they did with the three and charge you a quarter. I mean, it goes from minus 110 at minus three. If you want three and a half, you got to lay 35 or 40. That's ridiculous. I mean, some, books are, some books are making you pay wise 140. That's, you know, that's, yeah. I, I don't think it's going to go. I don't, it's, there's no way it's going through to seven. I mean, the books okay. are just waiting and lie. The Colts are an automatic play. I mean, it's, I'll be plus surprised. Colts, right? Yeah. I'm just going to, I hope for seven. I, I think, think plus six and a half. Plus six and a half will be a play. I'm going to wait. Uh, I'm going to hope I get to seven. Are the Chiefs going to run them out like they did the Cardinals? The they could. The same. They could. I mean, it's not, it's not, it won't stun me, but home opener for the Colts, two road games. They tie the Texans. They lose outright. I mean, the sky is falling in Indianapolis. You're going to get the best effort of the year from the Colts on Sunday. They open up 0-2-1, so. and, and and it's it's really, for a team that thought they were going to be a shoe, a shoe in for the playoffs, um, what, was the, what was the stat that I saw this morning? Let me read this real quick. Uh, stat that I saw this morning was, uh, in the previous three years, 27 NFL teams have started 0-2. None of them had made the playoffs. Okay, so a loss to the Chiefs opens up 0-2-1 for the Colts. So 0-1-1 doesn't count as 0-2. 0-1-1 does not count, but 0-2-1 is worse than 0-2-0-2. Oh, yeah, it is. So you're 0-2-1. If no one's making the playoffs down 0-2, if you're 0-2-1, you're really not making the playoffs. So. What's the stat for the 0-2? What was the, the first stat? In the read? past three seasons. Three seasons. 20, 27 NFL teams have gone over to playoffs. start the years. Over. None have made the playoffs. Right. Teams, three teams who made the playoffs last year, including the conference top seed um, and the AFC champion, are not favored to make the tournament after 0 and 2 starts. Right. Bengals, right now, Out. on the no, minus 175. Right. Titans to the no, minus 160. Raiders That's to the awesome. no, minus 260. Damn. Yep. Teams that were in the playoffs last year who now are big favorites not to make the playoffs after 0-2 starts. So the Colts go 0-3. Look out. But they go 0-2-1. You just said it. It's not well, it's, oh, uh, it's, it's really 0-3, though, because you, you have to have the exactly. win. It's, it's, not, it's, it's, you're, you're three games in, no wins. 
That's 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 tough. But in that division, it's not it's not a, a done sentence. It's not, not a done it, sentence, but I think it, it's getting close. It's to well me. done. Yeah, it's, it's well done. It's, it's almost it's burnt. Almost burnt. Yeah, it's, 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 it's close. It's really, really no good. Um, so I think that's why you. That's why the Colts are play this weekend because I expect an absolute throw everything at the Chief game. They may lose still, but boy, home opener. The crowd's going to be in a complete frenzy. Chiefs looked good. They're two and zero. Oh. I don't. All that other stuff with the crowd and all that stuff, that's well and good. That's talking points. Are they going to be able to run the ball, P-Roll? That's all I need to know. Oh, the the Chiefs, yes. have yes. to run the ball yes. on Sunday. Jonathan Taylor will get the football. Has to be able to run the ball. Yeah, we'll get it a lot. I think we'll get into it later in the week, but I think, yeah, I think we'll get it a lot. You got to explain to me that the Thursday night total move. 38 and a half. Yeah. It's gone up a half a point to 39. It's 38. It is 39 in two places. Yeah. Circa being one of them. Right. What's, the move? What's this move? Support on Wednesday. Seeing what we're going to get. Seeing if we can get some more under money at 39. So this isn't like a, you know, a move? No. Little half point move on a Wednesday. Off total. On a game on a Thursday. Maybe a little more. Yeah. We yeah, need I mean, to see where we need to go back to. To get the under money? Isn't under money coming in? It came in. So it just sitting in. on so it. now, now we're so getting that cry on Farah. Um, yeah, we need to see. Uh, so it's 38 and a half. Yeah. 39. Right. So it goes to 39. Seeing who's paying attention. We need to see where we're going to go. Like, because hmm. I think at this number, you're starting to really test. Unders are 21, 10 and one. So far this season, 32 games in the NFL. Unders are 21, 10, and 1. Wow. I don't need no more under money. You know what I know? Okay. I need to know what the number is. Is the public wise to the under? So the book's thinking this game goes over and they kind of already. Oh, we got to test the waters on Wednesday. You know, this is a day off for a lot of people, both in the business, out of the business. A lot okay. of things. Wednesday's is the brief day, catch your breath, you know. Catch up on your appointments, get the oil changed, get your hair cut, all that other stuff you do on Wednesdays a lot of times. So you see a lot of half-point moves here and there. I used to do it myself. Wednesday was my first day back in the office, and I'd be like, all right, what are we doing here? Did they bet this? You know. And I had guys that I worked with that were old school and charted it, so I could go back and look in the bets that I saw online and see who bet what. So mm. this guy bet this. Is he is he head faking me or is he really playing that? What is he trying to do? Or let's move the number, see what they're doing. I think that's all that is. When you see a half point move, it's like, yeah, I don't I don't think it's it, I don't think it means anything myself. But do you is this causing you to think that this game could go over? Yeah, but I already bet it. So you already bet under. Yep, thirty nine. You bet under thirty nine, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what happens. I mean, again, these Thursday night games, they they should be their own. Forget about chapter in a book. They should be their own book. Mm. Trying to figure out how to bet the NFL on Thursday games over the past couple of years has been fascinating. The me. weather is a bigger uh, – after looking at the weather forecast for what we're going to see for Cleveland, mm-hmm. I said – Is it going to be bad? Uh-huh. Oh, so, like rain and wind? Um, well, just not great. Uh, hold on. I can tell you the no, We got to check now. Oh, I saw it yeah, last night. Um, so 
66 degrees, 54 low, pretty good chance of rain. Oh, you know, there could be some nastiness coming through. Wednesday's hot. We're talking about the cold front coming through. Wednesday, 87 high. Thursday, 66 high. Oh. So cooler weather, fall type weather, raw football weather coming to Cleveland, Ohio. So not not anything that's like dramatically impactful, like we're gonna see like a six to three type of football game, but enough that makes me feel more comfortable that like they're gonna run the ball. Both teams are gonna run the ball. <laughs> that's who they are, though, right? right. So under. <laughs> so so I mean, they're supposed to be running clock, burn the clock. You know, Steelers defense pretty good against the run. They they know they want to make Jacoby Brissett beat them. I just I just pulled up. I, on my weather app, you know, yep. we have the local weather, but my first one is Pittsburgh right okay. after because that's home. So today the high is 86, the low is 61, and it says 80% chance of rain. It's one of those days. Then tomorrow the high is 70, mm-hmm. the low is 50. Mm-hmm. The next day the high is 62, the low is 45. <laughs> I learned my daughter last night. I started laughing. Madeline said to me, Daddy, I'm cold. Oh. It was 85 degrees here. I went, You're officially a kid of Vegas. Oh. She's like, Daddy, I'm cold. I'm like, It's 85 degrees outside. She says, Yeah, but I'm cold. I was like, Nope. Okay. Here we are. You are officially a Vegas kid. You will never survive New England ever. You will never move back to anywhere north of the Mason Dixon line for the rest of your life because you will never survive. Try to explain to these kids like we'll never survive low on Saturday. It's gonna go all the way up to 65 for a high, but Ooh. the low is 44 on in September. September 44 low. Good yeah. gracious. I mean, you know, and we forget it. And and the kids do that. Oh, to I don't forget sometimes. it. I remember every day. I remember it well. every day. They don't know it. I remember it. <laughs> every day. It. I never forget it. I yeah. shoveled the driveway. I told I tell this story all the time. My job was shoveling the driveway. It was my job. I was the oldest. Yep. Dave go shovel the driveway. We had uh, one of them driveways that went down around the house from the street all the way down and around. And there were seven of us in the house. So, so you got had a so, fleece. So, so that means you got the snowbank uh, impactment on the on the front from the driveway. If it came down, right? Did it all kind of just like pack in at the bottom from the street in your driveway? So it kind of all met together and you had that awful thick snow pack to shovel. I'm going to start crying. You're making me <laughs> going to start crying. Yep. I, 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 I know exactly what you had to do with. It's horrible. <laughs> I, I'm starting to cry thinking about it because I'd see it start snowing and I'd be like, oh, I got to go to war. Here. I got to go. I got to go battle. And we didn't have a snowblower for a long time. It was oh. a shovel and that rock salt. You were the snowblower. It. We needed we 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 finally we made it really big and we got a snowblower. Oh, nice! But it was treacherous trying to do it on that slope. You know how many times oh, I man, fell you're, you're down the drive. Oh yeah, you're holding oh. gravity. Pulling, gravity's pulling you again. Oh, that's tough. So you had to. I had to learn. You know what? There's no book for this. You don't go to school for this. And there's definitely was no YouTube or videos on how to shovel the driveway. So it was all trial and error which meant I fell down a lot, slipped and fell, had to shovel a path to learn how to shovel the driveway. You're giving me the shakes. That's why I live in a warm place. I went to the Caribbean, (laughs) not only to learn the book business, but to get the hell away from the snow. Amen. Do you think there's a how-to video on literally everything to do? 
on YouTube. Everything. There's like a a category that people haven't touched on yet. I'm certainly not going to say it on the show. I'll text you off the air because if we're going to do it, I don't want to give someone else an idea. The idea right. We're giving up people ideas and we're giving them content. We're giving them show prep every day. Man, Nobody's giving us any credit. Next thing I know, we're going to do a how-to video. Some kid's going to do it better, faster, and get it out there. Fa- and then I'm going to go, I told him. Yeah, my student's going to do it with 1.7 million followers. Well, ask uh, the, <laughs> the student. <laughs> ask her how to do it. Coming to class tomorrow. Is that today? It's today. Uh, real quick. Yeah. How is Baltimore only a three-point favorite against the Patriots on the road? <laughs> What what's going on? <laughs> what do you think's going on? That what the Belichick is really good as a home dog. That's why he's fourteen and two ATS the last sixteen games as a home dog. Say that number again. Fourteen and two last sixteen times Belichick as a home dog. What is that over two decades? I don't know. Just our following Twitter. How many times they've been a home dog? Sixteen times. <laughs> That'll be over twenty years. Probably. All of them was in the Castle year. Right, one of the right, a lot of them were probably yeah. I keep this one. This seems very worn. the Patriots kryptonite. Wow, you're voluntarily wearing that. So hey, Pittsburgh Lion, don't yell at me. Your brother's voluntarily putting that on his head. He's choosing to it's put that thing on. That's fine. You're voluntarily putting that on. I didn't you didn't lose a bet. You're choosing to put that Ravens hat on. So obviously you're a not, Patriot guy. You're a Patriot fan. You're I would never wear I would never you're asking why why is it only three? Oh I would never you're not gonna believe this. What? Gonna believe just moved two and a half went down wow two and a half i don't understand this is a head fake to me i'm a somebody's listen if you guys are listening down in that place and i know where you're i know where you're at you know where you're at people watching the show mm-hmm. i'll just leave you with this it ain't in the united states okay like the line just moved they're probably watching the show they like okay. the show. Hit the like button, guys, while you're down there. I know they just moved it to two and a half. Something's going on. Lamar hurt. Uh, he didn't look hurt him against the game against Miami. Patriots kryptonite is a running quarterback. Like they don't they don't have team speed. Running quarterback. They don't have team speed. They can't catch Lamar. Speed, speed's what we need. I mean, the Patriots are going to have to win this game 13-10. That is not happening. Right? That's the only way they win this game in my mind. If it's just a ridiculously far under game. I don't I don't know. That just I mean, 43 and a half is a pretty solid total right now in this game. Now, so you have to, I mean, Westgate already at 44. If you like the Patriots, you have to like the under. It's dog and under correlated in this game. Or favorite and over. In favorite in the over, yeah. So, but obviously the money's coming in early on the Patriots. So, it's a setup. Okay, good. All right. So, at least I'm reading that right. Okay. Cause that, that it's a complete Admiral Akbar. It's a trap. Yeah. It's, it's a, straight, a trap. Okay. That's All right. For you, good. Mike. Thank you. Also. It's Get a complete together. head fake. Like Baltimore's the side in that game. I cannot you think. Yeah. I mean, come on. I've been saying this for since June. One and two. Did actually Patriot. say I get again. I give you credit when credit's due, and I give you shit when you deserve it, counselor. Yep. But we go back to your opening arguments back in the summer when we were discussing the Patriots, and you literally laid out the schedule before they even went to camp. You said they're losing in week one. They're gonna beat the Steelers. They fucking did. Eleven thirty-seven. <laughs> they're gonna lose to the Ravens, and then the season's gonna start. 
and then we'll see where they go. Uh, Bucks Packers. We'll spend a lot of time on this coming later oh, in the week, boy. but yeah, it, this is the game of the week. I think so. I mean, there's Brady a couple Rogers. of really good games. Buffalo Miami is very interesting. Yeah, with Buffalo status and Miami being what they've done so far, I think that's a big game. Yeah, um, but name wise, marquee wise, it's Green Bay, Tampa Bay. It's Rogers. It's Brady. It's long hair guy versus Skeletor. Jeez, he looks bad. Oh boy, he's. I mean, listen, she went back to work and things are really going sideways. Over he there. looks really unhealthy. Oh, he that right. line. While we're talking right now, same place that went to uh, two and a half on the uh, right on the other up game. or down for Bucks one Tampa down. minus one one. Right I mean, it's now. hard to give Packers points in this game. Like, is it though? If Mike Evans is going to sit, yeah. We got to find that out. So, I would say right now, based on this line move, Mike Evans is out. Sit out. Yeah. Right. This is going to sit. He can't practice. He can't be in the facility. He can't do anything. So if Evans is out of this game, no Godwin, no Evans, no Gronk. <laughs> That's, I don't know. Packers at home. Packers dogs at home. Uh-uh. But you're going to get, uh, you're going to get the Bucks. As a, is this going to cross over to the I other so. side? The Evans is going to be the favorites. Yeah. yeah, it should be favorites. They're at home. No, the Packers game oh, is sorry. in Tampa. Sorry, it's Tampa. So no, yeah, okay, yeah. Bucks should be favorites. Sorry, I thought it was in Tampa. Check sorry, the damn. You got too many Flipper. windows open. <laughs> so the game, game being, yes, Packers games in Tampa. Bucks, Bucks should be favored then. What slightly. about the cold weather team coming down to Florida? There's this, no difference there. That's not, that's not. It's it's September. No one's played in cold weather yet. There's no I know, cold but. Weather team but it's it's hot to keep talking about the weather in, in Florida. It's it's muggy. It's it's hard to go down or win. Yeah. No, I mean they got crushed in Jacksonville last year when they played the Colts, or they played the Saints rather, in that hurricane they game. Like crap in that game. But it was Week One again. Them in Week One, they don't play well in Week One. So uh, we'll talk about the game later. Omaha Steaks searing hot take of the day, brought to you by Omaha Steaks. You guys, fifty percent semi-annual sale right now, whole site. 50% off BVB promo code gets you 30 bucks off your order as well as 50% off at omahasteaks.com BVB. God. This is the weirdest story of the day. My goodness. There are this rumors. is one of my favorite things. Listen, I mean, you throw together this rundown, you do an unbelievable job with it, but it's just an email to me yeah. and Farah because Farah got to do the graphics. I look forward to, I scroll down to what the searing <laughs> hot take of the day is first. And then I go up for the rest of the show. <laughs> All right. You hit me yesterday with the Eli thing. That was great. This one, I I I can't wait for you to talk about this one. I just don't know. So according to The Athletic, they have talked to opposing coaches oh, who yeah. recently told The Athletic that it wasn't hard to get intel on Arizona State this season because some within the Arizona State Athletics Department wanted a coaching change. Oh, yeah, yeah. They were Benedict Arnold. They were calling up other teams and saying, this is what's going on. They were giving away state secrets in order to get Herm Edwards fired. Etu Brute. I mean, this is, this is, this is Etu Brute shit. Some cool, this is some cold hearted shit right now to do this to a head coach to tell opposing teams. Yeah. You know, 13. Yeah. He's got a bum ankle. Yeah. You know that our left tackle, he can't, go through a swim move. Hey, our quarterback can't read zones. <laughs> I wonder why I only talk to you on the phone. <laughs> this is why 
You only talk to people in person. This is what I mean. Somebody inside. It, it, this is bad. This is a this is a terrible, terrible look. And Herm Edwards really does seem like a good guy. If he finds I, out, he's got a lawsuit. If he finds out who did this, he's got a if lawsuit. If he finds out, there may be more than a lawsuit. If you know what I'm saying, <laughs> right? <laughs> that is some bull, caca. Uh huh. Um. You may not agree with what's going on. If you don't like it, leave. Right. Like you don't do this. This is like who imagine if it's the AD. Imagine if the athletic director was the one that wanted her members fired and needed ammunition to get him fired because of the NCAA investigation going on. So he's talking to other people in the athletic department saying, Hey, by the way, I need Herm to get to be losing so I can fire him. Well, Let's go ahead and make some things known, known that we can't do X, Y, and Z. Oh, we lost. That stinks. Herm, goodbye. He gets his wish. Herm's in his 60s. I can't believe Herm took the job. Right. Nobody you want to talk Herm. about an inside job. That yeah. that whole thing was so strange. He came out. He hired of all ex NFL players with no college experience to be on his staff. There's a whole thing going on there. Okay. Right. Well, that regime must be gone. Because this was allowed to happen. Right. You got to keep your circle tight, I think. And obviously there was a leak. I saw this thing and I started reading a little bit deeper and I'm like, man, at least they did harm right. If they get him out of there, he gets to buy out the maximum amount. It's almost like the Scott Frost deal. Look, man. Yeah. Right. We get you out now. You're out. Yes. But you get to 15. If you wait until August for, or October 1st, you get seven and a half. Pack your shit and go and take the money. I mean, yeah. So now they're making, they're buying Herm out to make Herm go away. And shh, it's called hush money. That's what they right. call it on the street. That's what they call behind closed doors of a lot of places. People buy the meat for the Omaha steaks, <laughs> but don't buy this story. You buy this story? Sure. Yes, absolutely. I buy this story. You think Herm is making this up? The only person no. that would the only person that would benefit from this story coming out is Herm Edwards. Herm would benefit. Herm gets the chance to say, I got sabotaged. Not my fault. Other than that, no one else benefits from this story coming out. There must be some nasty stuff coming out with these violations. Yes. Right? There's yes. some major smoke. Yes. Where there's and fire. we knew there was. We we knew there was going to be. I mean, we, I we didn't just, know. How did you yeah. know? Because I know people who, who I mean, Sean props Arizona as an ASU yeah. guy. Like he's, yeah. I mean, Arizona State fans have known this for a long time that some bad stuff was happening with Herm Edwards. Like it was See, not, this it was is, not this good. This is giving me them, them pit feelings in my stomach. Like, because we had heard a bunch of stuff as Penn State guys about a lot of things going on at Penn State. Right. Before all those bad allegations came out and then Joe got fired up over the phone and all that other stuff. And then the whole Sandusky story. I'm not saying it has anything to do with any of that, but, but you're right. absolutely right that alumni no. that are still close to the program and care hear things, but you don't say anything when you're winning. Yeah. As soon as you start the show to losing, you got the old guy coach, get the old man out of there. We got a lot of stuff coming behind this. We know what's coming, right? The investigation and everything else. So it's, yeah, watch that story for sure. I mean, opposing <sighs> coaches getting told things to have Arizona State lose is, is that has the potential of getting a ripping the athletic department apart.
Oh, that, 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 that has the potential to make it really, really bad and make the job even worse for whoever. I love that job. I said yesterday, I think that job is a absolute sleeping giant. You could win a ton if you're the right guy there, but a lot of distractions and the athletic department has not been run all that well. So another indication that yikes in Phoenix for that situation is bad, bad, real bad sports grid. We're back tomorrow after the Pat McAfee show at 11 PM Pacific time. We'll talk to them. If you guys live on Twitter and YouTube and on the audio for the podcast, don't move much more to come with B B B. Okay. Props.com story of the day. We're going back to our nerfy fave hit yesterday. Doubling up same two teams on a nerfy Tigers Orioles. Again, we cashed it yesterday. This time a little better juice minus one eleven on this Jordan Lyles. I love Jordan Lyles. I'm not betting baseball, but I like Jordan Lyles Tigers against Matt Manning. Eight of 11 nerfy. 21 of 29 for Lyle for, for Lyles. Nerfy. Detroit scores a first inning run, 28th. Baltimore scores a first inning run, 27th percent of the time. Like we talked about yesterday, do you recommend going back to the same two teams or because the Nerfy hit yesterday, the Nerfy won't hit today? What happened yesterday has nothing to do with today. Okay. That so should not carry over. That's like betting black on a roulette wheel because black hit before every individual spin of the wheel. Every individual game and day is its own thing. All of that being said, what's the price? Minus one eleven. Wow, literally a coin flip. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say again. If forced to, yes, I would bet it. I would bet the no run. You? Yes. yes. I like it. Yeah, I liked it yesterday. I like it today. Okay, well, I wasn't in love with it yesterday. I kind of like it yesterday, but I like it today right. too. I, I, I like Jordan Lyles a lot. So that game is at four o'clock Pacific, seven o'clock Eastern. Oh, so you got time. That's good. Um I don't I don't know what would cause me to not bet it. Like I it's 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 no run or nothing. Like I don't want to bet the yes. I feel like right. I'm, I'm, I'd have to be pushed a lot harder or further to bet the yes than bet the no. Okay. Uh, props.com prop bet of the day going to the Astros in Lance McCullers over five and a half K's. This one actually is plus money. Damn, so four and a half is minus one seventy. If you want to do that, four and a half over. Four and a half over is minus right. 170. Five, five and a half over is plus 110. Right, right, right. On this. Four of his last five starts overall. McCullers has hit this. 11, 6, 7, 2, and 6 for K's per start. On the road, McCullers has been banged up this year. Only two starts on the road, but he hit it both times on the road with seven and six K's. He's gone six, seven, and five and two-thirds over his last three starts. He's not mm. faced the Rays yet this year, but over the last three games, the Rays are averaging 9.6 Ks per, including they had a 12-er yesterday. Would you go over four and a half minus 170, or would you take the plus 110 and go to six Ks for McCullers today? This might be the middle move. Bet them both. This might be over and under. It lands five. Five seems like a really strong number with these prices. Five seems like, is he going more than five innings? Six, probably max. That's right. That's what I need to know. Because I I don't think even with that plus price, I don't think I would go over five and a half. This is a tough one. 
is I'm not in a hurry to bet this at all. Sometimes mm. the number just, you know, stops you. Right. Um, wow. It's a good number. That's a good one. That's a good, that's a, that's a good K prop. Um, I'd let the better decide on that one. Do you, do you have a feeling strong about this? No, I don't no. particularly. Yeah, it's just not. Betting Rays games on K props is always difficult. <laughs> sometimes they're really strikeout happy, and sometimes they have great discipline. What is Houston playing for right now? I mean, other than the Zero. one seed, like they're, they're, they've clinched the division. Done, right? Yep. That's mm-hmm. done. They've clinched a bye. They're either one or two, I think. Mm-hmm. I don't think the Yankees can catch them, can they? Um, Yankees are 89 and 58. The Astros okay. are 98 and 51. Seven games. So good luck. They're not so technically I mean, locked in, but they have a huge lead. I mean, they're just, I don't even know what they're working on. You know what I mean? Like, this is right. like when we would go play tournaments with the kids, there'd be games where we were coaching. Only the coaches and the players knew what the hell we were doing. Parents yeah. would wonder why they sit in her, why are they doing this. Listen, we're just trying to get some people some reps because our position advancing forward is already determined. So I would use games to get extra reps, try somebody at second base because I know my second baseman's leg is hurting and I she may not be able to play Sunday. So mm-hmm. I need to finish the rest of these games Saturday with this girl at second base. The Astros may be doing that same thing. McCullers may be going, I'm just going four. I just may be going through the order once. They've won nine of ten. They keep putting guys in and are winning. It's just like the Dodgers. I mean, they just keep 10. winning games. Yeah, nine out of ten, nine out of ten. They're just they're playing nothing. They're playing for nothing, but they're just the people they're calling up. They keep on winning. Like it's ridiculous. It's like even when you think they're they're playing for nothing, they wind up. They, you know, they're winning. So yeah, it's so hard. I, I that's a it's a it's a good debate. It's a good discussion. I I don't know. Time for better to book it today. Two games. We already hit on one a lot. Wednesday. Went Thursday. No games Today's for today. Wednesday. I know, but it's so games you're for betting baseball today, right? No, uh, uh-uh. I told you yesterday. I told you on the show yesterday that I was only betting baseball on Tuesday. I'm not I betting know, baseball. I'm just today. doing the show. I'm playing along with. I yeah. knew what you were going to bet today. Oh, okay. betting Virginia Tech is one of them, right? Plus one and a half. Va Tech better to book it. Book it. Whoa! I just heard B. How come in here and talk about this game and West made sense. Guy. Is he going to say no? They need it. They're desperate. Their year is over. They lose. They're irrelevant. Cross them off the list. They're done. <laughs> it's true. They're one There's in three. a lot of people to listen to the show in West Virginia. You can't just put them and bury them right now. Have us listen and talk about other teams that you can bet on, actually bet on and watch and win versus your Iowa. Team. Whatever. Hey, Under- a winning bet's a winning bet. Doesn't matter. It's just talking true. about your team. Your team as a wins and loss, as a relevant player in the Big 12. Line through them. They are gone after after tomorrow night. They're one in a conference game. They're one in three. They're done. It, it's it doesn't a matter. They're just, game. they're just done. It's a non-conference game. They're, it, it's a regional game, non-conference game. They're done. West Virginia's done. Because they will Virginia lose. They've already lost to Kansas. Are they done? Already, what? If Virginia Tech loses, are they done? They're already done. Vontech is not going anywhere. They're already done. They lost to Old Dominion. They're already done. They're not relevant. Old Dominion. Ultimate is good. Just get out of here. My gosh. Mikey Awesome got you on the payroll. What are you doing? <laughs> My God. Old Dominion's good. What are you talking about? We have no. guys that go to Old Dominion games Great. right here in the chat. Mikey That's awesome. phenomenal. Mikey Awesome's paying you to say this. Old Dominion is not good. Mikey Awesome's not paying me shit. He can. 
I'm not going to charge Mikey Awesome anything for the job that he does. I, he don't have to pay me. Old Dominion's actually look at their lines; like they're getting respect. As, Mikey as Awesome actually is my favorite thing about today. So let's let's get oh, a nice little segue there. So oh, we'll go into that. Uh, and then finally, Coastal Carolina on the road minus two against Georgia Tech. You're going to get Georgia State tomorrow. You really don't want to bet baseball. Oh no! But I would. I would more. Are you kidding me? Betting a fun belt game over a baseball game? Ninety nine out of a hundred times, I'm picking the fun belt game. Not even a question. I'm picking it's football. Day in advance, and you're betting this game. Oh yeah, I love this game. Grayson McCall, baby, let's go. Chanteliers, awesome. Chanteliers, is it Chanteliers? I know. I say Lears. They get people mad. You just love to say stuff to get people mad. I see. Yes. I, this is part of the show. They get um, mad. It's not clears, Matt, and that's not to Lears. I don't care. It's spelled Lears. <laughs> what <it> is? <laughs> so you land. You land on points on the road. You land or taken. What are you doing? Georgia State's zero and three. Everyone's yeah. like, "Ooh, they played really well last week." Um, no, they're going up against First one of, of all. Better- stop. What voice is that? <laughs> it's, what was it's that? The, you the went geek- high. The geek voice is wanting to tell me that Georgia State's the side because they're plus two at home. Oh. And they oh. play defense. They're good at defense. They're going to have a tough time. Okay, yeah. Give me Grayson McCall on this offense, okay? A top 10 offense again. So you're taking a home dog with Virginia Tech, but you're yeah. laying a road favorite with Coastal. Yeah. Are you afraid of Georgia State's home field advantage? I'm not. <laughs> it's the I don't fun even belt. know where Georgia State is. To be I, think I think it's in Valdosta, Georgia. Somebody in the chat quickly get us where Valdosta or where Georgia State is. I think it's if, Valdosta. That's a good call. If you, it's Valdosta, I think it is. I could be wrong about that. That would I think. be really good. I think I would book this one today. I don't know the first thing about this game. You completely caught me off guard. I figured you were coming with a baseball game or an Aaron Judge prop or some other. Yesterday, I'm, I'm not. Baseball. I'm not to, today. I love Wednesday because today I, I can bet. I can load up. Two days worth of bets on one day. I can bet college on thir- on Wednesday for Thursday and bet Thursday on Thursday for just the picks and better to book it. And I can relax on a Wednesday. Talk about getting stuff done and get stuff done today. Today is a get stuff done today. I can do what I got to go ahead and do. I can go down. I can. I, I got to go down and do some stuff in downtown tonight and go pick some stuff up. Redoing parts of the house. Today's a gorgeous <laughs> day. I go teach and I can go shopping. I'm in love with it. It's beautiful. Taking a kid. Nah, it's great. And go run around, do whatever I got to go ahead and do. Today's a get stuff done day for me. Man, oh man. Don't, don't have to watch me baseball. Up. Don't pick don't, me don't, up. Don't need to don't watch an app. Don't down. need to bet. Don't need to do jack. Don't need to worry about anything. I need an out. Come pick me up later. Text me. <laughs> All right. I want to come to class. Man, you're oh, man. on the air. You can't come to class. Uh, you're right today. You're on the air. You're on the air today. I might, so. I might call in. I gotta you're getting your booking it? I think I'm booking it. Right, I think I'm fine. booking. That's good. Are you going to do the Friday games tomorrow? Virginia, Syracuse, no, Nevada, no. Air Force, no, no, Boise, no, no, Utah. Because no, no, I'm going to no. do some homework tonight. If you no, want. no, no, I will bet them all Friday though. But Friday, we Friday, Friday's better to book it. Will be all those games. But Thursday will be Steelers, Browns. You know, Play one of my fr- favorite things about pushing the odds that you did was the uh, fight song Friday too. Oh, we, might have to, we might have to bring a fight song or two into the mix on Roll Call Friday. Too. Well, we can play them now. We figured out we can play MP3s and MP4s. So we can potentially do going into the games. You know, it's not a bad idea. Do it better to book it. And we play the fight song for one of the teams going in. I love fights on Fridays. That was so fun. Roll Call Friday is better, though. But fights on Friday was fun. All right. Maybe, we'll keep, maybe, we'll keep maybe in mind. Fight song Friday for better to book it might be what Jeez, we'll do. The West Virginia game is moving right now. As we down speak. or up? It's down. Down, 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 down. More Votech money? 
Yeah. Yay. Yeah, it's coming. Come to get a home dog. 50 in. now. It's down to 50. The total? Yeah. The unders, I like the under in that game. I I, I see. I, I can agree. I don't like the I don't like the over. I don't know what I, mean, I know B how likes the over. I like the under. I like home. It sounded home like dog. he was talking like it was yeah. like the under. Home dog in the under is what I mean. Atlanta, that, by the way. Georgia State is in Atlanta and Turner uh, Field, the Braves old home. Turner Field, Atlanta. Oh, it's even worse. The baseball stadium for football. Yeah. Give me coastal. <laughs> All day. All day. Coastal. The lines. It's a, people say it's a trap. It might be, but you know, fair thing about today is what. Um, got a text yesterday from Diggs from uh, from McAfee Show. Nice. Welcome to baby girl. Wow. This world. So, uh, you know, I don't know who he's telling, who he's not, whatever. But right. About a month ago, I got a text from Dane Martinez, who I used to do a show with on Sports Grid, who's now with the Action Network doing stuff. Um, he had a baby boy. The excitement for your first is amazing. My friend it's Zeke just, had twins two days ago. Boy, twins. girl. Boy, boy. Boy, boy. <laughs> two days. First, go, first go ones. Zero to two. <laughs> Zeke, I feel for you, bro. I mean, you got you got a lot of work ahead. Congratulations! But text is so cool from first time dads. Hell yeah! And it just—I I was like, oh, I know what I'm doing tomorrow. You know, best thing about today is is when when you get those. I saw a great thing on Twitter from someone else that I follow, completely unrelated to sports and books and betting and stuff. But it was like, make sure you ask. You know. One for a picture, or two, how much they weighed, and like three, how the wife is doing. Mm. Always. So, and it was good to see that. I was like, I do that anyway, but you know, I asked them the questions, and you know, and I and I put a yes no in there. Did you cry? Yes or no? You know, because a lot of guys. I mean, that's an emotional thing. I remember you get choked. You see that baby come out. If you stay down south, and you see that baby come out, you see all that. It changes your whole perspective on everything. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it changes it all on everything. I mean, even when you get back in the ring, you know, things are a little bit different. It just, it's just <laughs> one of those things. You just right. cannot see that. But the joy and excitement from having a kid, sharing that, shout out to my boy, Diggs, the rest of the crew at the, at the show. Congratulations. Mom and daughter are doing well. Um, I'm trying they, to determine just, that could be just opened up his new studio, right? I haven't seen the show. Did. They got a lot going on. I mean, there's a lot going on. Gump is still trapped up in Canada and the boys are doing their thing. But, um, my favorite thing about today is sharing the excitement of welcoming a child into the world with another guy is really something cool. It's just mm. a lot of fun. So just wanted to put that out there. That's phenomenal. Congratulations to both those guys. That's a, yeah. that's an amazing life changing, life altering Zeke Twins. as well. Oh. Twins and they're both they're still in the hospital. They're preemies, so because twins come early a lot of times. So it came oh. four weeks, four weeks early. So those I met a guy weeks. who had twins an hour apart. How far apart were Zeke's twins born? They were both. They had to do a C-section. It was her, okay, her water. So her water broke early, and they were concerned, so they went right in. Like it was, they they, they were going to have a C-section, but it basically they was like, hey, we got to get them out now. So it was like, go. So it was it was an unplanned C-section to get the babies out. My mom had my sister seven minutes apart, but they were 
kids four and five. So, I mean, you know, as, as, as you go later, the time having a kid, physically having a kid, it kind of shoot out by the end. Right, right. But seven minutes apart. But the guy I met had kids an hour apart, twins. God bless you women for doing it. I'm telling you right Boy, now, that's the population pain. wouldn't have a problem if men had to have the kids. Amen to that. One time. <laughs> Amen. Give me once. Amen to Never that. <laughs> I totally agree. Shout out to all the women. Uh, my favorite thing about today is that sometimes things in the mail just kind of appear and it's like, you know, you kind of, I knew it was coming, but I didn't know it was coming that I went ahead and got to the mail, opened up yeah. this big package and yeah. our guy, Mikey, awesome. Yes, he did. He took the BVB logo and he took a picture of my grandfather yeah. and the streets of Lawrence, Massachusetts. Mm. And he made coasters for you and me wrote an incredibly kind and generous note. Yeah. Handwritten note. You don't see many of those anymore. A handwritten note. He actually Love physically those. I do those myself. It's fantastic. Hand, handwritten note about yep. what the show has meant to him and what the brigade means to him and what it means for just to be a part of something and how he was just wanting to give you and I a thank you for what we do for him every day. And I was just like, man, and he wanted me to, and he said, Hey, make sure you thank my wife. Cause it's her idea. And she's the one that did it. So Mrs. Mikey. Awesome. I want to say thank you to her yes. because they're awesome. I showed my daughter yesterday. She was like, that's cool. Who did that? And you get the eight year old approval. So always they're upstairs. I'm going to make sure I get yours. I haven't seen you yet since I opened yep. this package, but I'll get you yours for that. And he did right it. after the show, pick it up. And he did include two Old Dominion koozies. So he did throw some old. ODU. So now we've got some Old Dominion gear in, <laughs> in, our, in, our, in our houses. So. First time for everything. First time for everything. So we got, we, we got Old Dominion gear. So my favorite thing about today was getting that, getting that yesterday. Thank you for the time, the attention, the thousands of gifts and pictures and stuff oh, that you do is is why is, is very much appreciated from all of us at props we're all really appreciative but especially on this show yeah. what what you do for us and how you help to elevate the content on your own we don't ask you to do it you just do it <laughs> it's so <laughs> creative yeah it's so good just by the absolutely. way the other best thing about today that i wanted to mention while we're doing yeah. this before we get out of here who did that video yesterday of us talking about the weather and incorporated the Buffalo thing? <laughs> Eric. <you> post? E. <laughs> My man, E. Shout out to E, too. Nobody even told me it was coming. Yeah. I get busy in the afternoon. I'm eating lunch and this and that. I check Twitter feed right before I go on the air with Marenzi and Cam. And yeah. I'm like, what is this video? <laughs> that was fantastic. I was laughing my ass off. So good. shout out to E2 for doing Hell that. Yeah. That was really good because we were talking about the weather and then the geography, yep. put the map up. That was really good. It's phenomenal. Really funny. And by the way, Buffalo is Canada. Like I said, you see the map. It's Buffalo is Canada. Right there. <laughs> Buffalo is Canada. Like I said on the show, Buffalo is Canada. Buffalo. He's Dave. I'm Matt. We have a big Thursday show tomorrow. Thursday night football. Steelers are in action. So you know Dave's going to be in prime form for that. Cleveland and Pittsburgh. Did you call tomorrow. me Dan just now? You just called Dave. me Dan. Did I call you Dan? Sorry, Dave. <laughs> He's Dave. I'm Matt. Be I am Dave. still Dave. Back tomorrow. God.